Hello and welcome back. <laughs> HMC number 25. <laughs> My name's Josh. Hey, y'all. Seth. Hey, it's Jess. We're the horror movie crew. We're going to be discussing my pick, Ready or Not. But before we do that, we haven't even got a, gotten started yet, and we're already crying laughing. <laughs> I don't know if we're crying, but... I'm crying inside. We had some funny bits before we started. Mm. What were we talking about? Do you remember? <laughs> Me laughing again. I mean, it is comical. And there was a loud queef. There was a queef. Oh, my God. Like, shook the table. <laughs> yep. It got weird. It got weird. It was very thunderous. <laughs> it was thunderous. A, a thunderous queef? Yeah. Is that a thing? No, it was vibrating the table. And hmm. Have you ever heard a queef? Nope. Never. Never, never, never will. You could Google never, one. Never, never will. <laughs> what do they sound like? Um, Like that? <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's testing out a new laugh again. <laughs> I don't know. It's a vaginal <laughs> fart, right? <laughs> oh, wow. You're going to have to just Google it, I guess. Like, yeah. It's funny if you Google it and there's like a sample like sound clip. I'm sure there is. <laughs> like, Are you serious? Oh God! Oh, oh my God, like dude! Oh, I gotta fan myself. Any <laughs> anybody that listen is listening for the first time is done. They're like, okay. <laughs> I thought this was about horror movies. Yep. <laughs> a queef is a horror movie to me. It's the beginning of one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely headed in the wrong direction. Uh, oh shit! You don't put a playground next to a landfill. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Seth, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, <laughs> the usual. Nothing really exciting going on. <laughs> you gotta get some fun in your life, dude. We're, we don't get none of us go anywhere. Like I don't know the way you've been eating them gummy bears. I think you might be a little depressed. Do you want to talk about it? I had one small thing of Haribo's. <laughs> Her- Haribo's. Haribo's. Apparently, that's a lot to have four gummy bears. Are you stress eating? Yeah, talk no, to us. I'm not stress eating. Is something going on you want to talk about? Uh-uh. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm a really good listener. No, you're not. <laughs> it's true. Are you at peace right now? Yes. Okay. Really? Um. Okay. Good. All right. I went good. to a game night. Where at? Here. Fuck. That <laughs> happened. That happened on the last one. No, it was just this uh, last weekend. No, I mean that I forgot you were here. Yes. On the show. Yep. At all. I didn't know try to forget he's here altogether. <laughs> oh my god. Played some new fun games I've never played. What'd you mm. play? I don't remember the names of them. It was a car game. One was like car race cars where you like bet on like the different cars. You guys played with Hot Wheels. That's fun. Actually, kind of. <laughs> yeah. They all got mad because Cody and I were talking too loud. Apparently, when you haven't seen somebody for months and then you get together, you're not supposed to have fun. No, you That's and Cody true. are just both very loud people. And funny people who like mm, to have a good time. Not funny. Just loud. Were you shouting and talking over each other? Um, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> likely what yeah. was going on was that what it was mm-hmm. well fuck you seth there was also some <laughs> open mouth kissing which you know oh. we're not supposed to be doing during oh. covid we had masks on <laughs> there was no masks open okay. mask kissing Whatever. jess what have you been up to i'm done with his <laughs> fucking conversation the queef, same, same queef shit 
Same shit. Same shit. You were at the party too, playing with Hot Wheels. I was there. You didn't see me. Mm -mm. Shoot. Clearly, I was busy talking over people. I was there. I was there. I was in the hot tub. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) That is the place to be. I was hanging out all night. Seth was in and out. Yeah, I left a few times. That's how he prefers to be. In and out. So you're not doing anything? Nothing at all? Mm, not really. Mm. No. Did you guys watch Bly Manor yet? I'm on episode seven. Ooh. Oh, I just need to fit it. What did you say? There's nine? There's nine, yes. Almost there. I've tried three times to I get can't through. Do it. I can't get through the first episode. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. I can't get through it. No, well, you know, if you're not into it, you're not into it. I like stop it and I'm like, all right, take a break and come back to it. <laughs> Come back to it like halfway through. Still not into it. I think it's that little girl. I cannot stand her. Perfectly splendid. I don't like her. Yeah, Why? she's weird. I don't know. Mm. She's uh, annoying. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Sorry, Seth's filling up again. I finished it in like two days. So did you like it? I liked it a lot. It does get progressively better. It is a slow starter. Yeah, the first episodes are really slow, if I remember right. But there's like intertwining storylines mm-hmm. that you slowly, kind of like the first one where you slowly find out what's going on, but... I feel like I loved that one so much, too, that I'm like, had higher expectations or something. Had your hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. You, sh- you blew your load too early. I did. Yeah. Not good. Seth knows all about that, he told me. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so sad. Yep. <sighs> All right. Well, are you guys watching or doing anything else you want to talk about before we move on? This is fucking the most boring. I'm still watching The Mandalorian. Have you checked mm-hmm. it out yet? Mm-mm. I never watched the first season. Do I have to watch the first season to watch the second season? I would advise yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do that. Yeah. It's an awesome show. They're short episodes, though, so you mm-hmm. could, like, fly through it. Well, I'll check it out. I might. Isn't Bill Burr in the first season? I don't know. I don't know either. I didn't think he was. I feel like I would remember. Well, I guess we'll just have to look <laughs> it up on ass fucking Jeeves. Timothy won't we? Oliphant is on the second season. Timothy Oliphant. I love Timothy Oliphant. I wish yes. they'd bring back his fucking Drew Barrymore show on Netflix. Mm. Bunch of dummies. Canceled that. <sighs> How sad. Now How I have to look and see if he is. Sad he is. I'm just letting you know. But you can look it up. Um. What else have I been watching? So I watched Bly. I watched Ready or Not for this episode twice because it's fucking amazing. <laughs> anyway, let's not jump too far ahead. Let's go into... So we're going to do some shout outs uh, before we do our rapid fire because all of the rapid fire questions this week came from Instagram. So our questions came from our good friend Caitlin who um, apparently still listens to us even though we kind of shit all over her movie. I'm glad she got over that. She may not be over it. She's just plotting her revenge. Maybe. I won't I won't tell you which question was from her. I'll let you guess it later after, and then you can see if you guessed it correctly. Chuck goes to the movies. He's going to be on with Seth and I Saturday talking about Cabin in the Woods. That'll air next week. Extreme Horror Replay Podcast. We love horror podcasts. And the Twat Podcast all submitted questions for this lovely rapid-fire round. You guys excited? Mm-hmm. I'm fucking... Ecstatic. Ecstatic. So we went that way, lad. Did I read to you last time? Actually, I don't remember. No, I no you read to me, I think. 
somebody asked me first, I think, and then I asked you. I think I read to you first. Probably. Okay, so Seth, you'll read to Jess. Jess will read to me, and I will in turn read to you. Got it. You can go first, sweet cheeks. Are you ready? Okay. (laughs) Favorite serial killer? Dexter Morgan. Things you're most afraid of? Spiders. Favorite co-host? Um, is it supposed to be on our show? Cause yeah, she had to pick one of us. I, I can't. I'm not doing that. Really? I'm yeah. picking one. Okay, you're passing. Passing. Okay. Hide and seek or checkers? Hide and seek. Damn, you're right. <laughs> Favorite torture method? Sexual and painful. Ooh. So, um... <laughs> Favorite torture method for both? I totally read that wrong. One of each. I don't know. Oh. He's like, I read it wrong too. That sounds personal. That's too personal for you? I just don't even know where to begin with. Yeah, that's a pretty... That could be a whole episode, probably. Painful? Mm-hmm. Skip. Oh, shit, she <laughs> skipped two. Are you excited for Scream 5? Yes. What is the most consistent horror franchise? Consistently consistent. Consistent. Um, I love your dance moves. Yeah, they're very good. Um, mm, Halloween. The Halloween franchise, I guess. Okay. Name a song you know all the words to that you'd be embarrassed to admit. Probably Katy Perry. I kissed a girl. Ooh, I kissed it. a girl and I liked it. I did not. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's not really that embarrassing, but yeah. That's not a bad one. I don't think the melody for that was correct whatsoever. (laughs) It was close enough. Favorite final girl? Oh, probably Sydney. 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 Great job, Jess. You made it through. You only skipped twice. Hey. I'm impressed. The, uh, um,. Yeah, sexual and painful torture methods threw me a little bit. Yeah. I can tell it. Even like you got like something going on in your throat. Like, what is that? I don't know what just happened. Is it the queef making a return? It, it could be. There she goes. Back up. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's lifting her legs up again. Better out than in. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. If you hold a queef, does it turn into a fart? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? I don't think the anatomy no, would, that's would not line the same. up. The same system. <laughs> Different spots. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, yuck! <laughs> well, so who am I, you're you reading asking? to me. To Josh. Right. Favorite serial killer? Uh, I I don't have a favorite serial killer. So I'm gonna go with um, uh, the, uh, the Captain Crunch. Okay thing you're most afraid of one of my kids getting hurt favorite co-host jess hide and seek or checkers i think we all know i'm a big fan of hide and seek so yeah yeah i figured you were gonna say checkers why (laughs) i don't know i thought you really liked checkers no okay (laughs) favorite torture method sexual and painful hmm so we kind of i mean I'm letting the cat out of the bag, but we kind of talked about this one before the show. And for painful, I think that the way I look at this question is I really want to kill Seth. 
So how painful could I make that torture method? And I think well, the, what I would go with is I would delim you in the garage so I could watch you flop around without any arms or legs. Oh, mom's calling. <laughs> That's disturbing. Because I want to see you like flop around without any... Can you do that real quick? Like No. This, <laughs> I don't even want to give you a visual of that. It would be like you're doing the worm, but you'd have to try not to move your limbs. Right. <laughs> like, like trying to get away with like... Yeah. Oh my God. You have a sick mind. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Mm. Sexual, the same, because that makes me horny. Wow. Interesting. Are you excited for Scream 5? Ecstatic. Can't wait. I'm fucking so pumped for it. Hell yeah. What's the most <laughs> consistent horror <laughs> franchise? <laughs> uh, I think Scream, because they have basically all the same people in it minus randy every fucking time because they don't kill anybody that's true mm-hmm. so my answer was kind of like totally wrong yours was correct in the fact that most of the halloweens are consistently bad <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm, that's true four five six resurrection yeah terrible this is true yeah Name a song. <laughs> I was like, what is she seasoned? She's that queef. <laughs> she had to suck that queef back in. <laughs> Name a song you know all the words to that you'd be embarrassed to admit. So I, I don't, I'm not embarrassed to admit any of them. I think the probably the most embarrassing one would be, you know, at the end of Eight Mile where they have the rap battles. Oh no! Like I can do the whole fucking rap battle straight through. Do it. No. Damn it. Favorite final girl. Obviously, probably Sydney Prescott, but I'm not gonna lie. Grace from Ready or Not is up there. Like she may have taken Sydney's spot on my favorite Final Girl spot. It's like dead tied, hmm. dead nuts, as some carpenters say. Do you know who the most famous carpenter is? No, Jesus, Jesus himself. Who oh. do you think Jesus's favorite Final Girl would be? Hmm. I don't know. A churchy one? Is there a churchy final girl? Mary. Was she a final girl? How'd she die? I'm not very biblical, Seth. I actually don't know. Mm, well, way to fucking let everybody that was the, down. That was the slutty one? The guy doesn't know that queefs can't turn into farts, and he doesn't know what happened in the Bible. I don't know my Bible. I'm sorry. I don't know my Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goddamn good thing we haven't had to do a Bible uh I'll go home and read it tonight. Trivia. I have to go get one. Whole thing. Yeah. Do they have them at Walmart? <laughs> I was getting ready to ask you that. <laughs> I feel like they probably would have them there. I'm and sure. there went more viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling they're not listening to this. <laughs> if they're offended by that. Oh, shit. All right, Seth, you ready? <sighs> yes. Are you good? Mm-hmm. Did you get the queef out? Not yet. Favorite serial killer? Uh, Jack the Ripper. Thing you're most afraid of? Heights. Favorite co-host? Pass. Hide and seek or checkers? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> was no, that you? No. I wasn't even close to We that. are a gassy bunch today. <laughs> Somebody is straight up burping and farting. I think it was you. It wasn't. I think it was. It's it, not, it crept right out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Came out with the words. Hide and seek or motherfucking checkers? <laughs> Hide and seek. Favorite torture method? Sexual. I don't know how to answer this. Favorite torture method? Painful. Hmm. Mm, like if I was going to kill you? That's fine. Guess we hang you up by your penis. Mm. Let it rip off. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> Sick fuck. Wouldn't be much to hang up there, Bubba. 
I'm not as girthy as you. <laughs> you could you know, tie in a knot around something. Are you excited for Scream 5? Yes. What is the most consistent horror franchise? I would have to say the Conjuring Universe. Mm-hmm. Name a song you know all the words to that you'd be embarrassed to admit. Uh, my Heart Will Go On. That is pretty bad. The Aerosmith version or the Celine Dion version? Uh, the Celine version? Dion version. Okay. The only version that there is. Not true. Favorite final gal? The Strode. The Strode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like to be a final girl, though, you have to be more than one movie, but maybe not. Mm, no. I feel like to be a final girl, you have to be the final girl. I don't know. It's not how I feel about it. It doesn't say final girl from sequels. I'm just stating how I feel. I'm sorry. I was insensitive. Jesus. Me. In 2020, I got to make sure my good friend Seth is feeling great about right. life. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks to Caitlin, Chuck Goes to the Movies, Extreme Horror Replay, We Love Horror, and our good friends at the Twat Podcast. You know they won our cup? Did you see? I saw the picture. Some drinking out of the cup? Yeah. I don't think that was coffee in that cup. Probably not. Uh, what? 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 I was just saying, uh-oh. Oh, like. <laughs> Thought we were about to get another one. You know Jessica <laughs> oh doesn't God. condone our drinking. Oh, please. <laughs> She's like, uh-oh, it's coming out, guys. All right. <laughs> I got to say something real loud. Jesus. You guys are Grow the fuck up. Dude, our, God. Our last episode, dude, I fucking barely made it through it. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> Like, even <laughs> trying to edit that fucking thing, I was still laughing. It was funny. I listened to it a couple of times. You did? I did. Mm-hmm. All those fucking downloads were just us. I, yeah. <laughs> just watching, listen, watching, listening to it over and over. There's cameras down here. I sit and watch us later. After you guys leave, I watch us. I think we should do that eventually. Mm, get cameras? That'd be creepy. There's a cat right next to you. Don't get don't get too worried. All right, let's jump in the do you like scary movies discussion. What do you think? <laughs> that was me that time. God, <laughs> dude, I'll, I'll admit. Uh, you know, church. So, so my cat Church is right next to Jess right now. You know, she had surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor baby. Oh, speaking of Church, Eric Church did win. He won Entertainer of the Year, and I think it was because. Yep. Didn't we talk about this last time? It hadn't happened yet. Oh, okay. I had all the koozies and the shirt on, so I've got my oh, hair. Oh, that's right. Koozie. He's a winner, finally. We should get him on here. <sighs> I don't it's think fun. he'll come on. He might come on here, though. That'd be fun. Worth a shot. You don't know until you try. We that's can have true. him play a live, like, intermission. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Down here. Yeah. <laughs> on the Why TV. Not? Or do you think he'd actually come here? Yeah. Ooh. All right. Do you like scary movies discussion? The movie this episode is ready or not. I picked it. Why? Because it's fucking awesome i actually missed out on this movie when it first came out the first time i watched it was like three weeks ago i think i texted you guys right after yeah. i watched it mm-hmm. wasn't it mm-hmm. and uh, i immediately fell in love with it so this is both of your guys's first watch correct correct yes. so let me ask you um do you remember where you were at when you first watched this jess i was at home oh shit <laughs> yeah that's exciting it's mm-hmm. exciting mm-hmm. uh seth at oh. home 24 hours ago Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Fresh. Fresh. All right, Seth, give me in one word after watching this, describe the movie in one word after you watched it, how you were feeling. We're talking about feelings a lot today. I honestly, I thought it was hilarious. Mm. It's a good like, it's to... not what I was expecting at all. Especially with a Josh pick? Yeah. Okay. Jess? 
It was very funny. Um, That's two words. What? Huh? I just wanted to talk over you, see if you get mad. Oh. (laughs) I was like, we're supposed to explain it in one word. One word. Awesome. Mm. Sexy. Sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, how would you describe it in one word? Mm. Oh. Okay. That's what I'd say. All right, our characters are Samara Weaving. She plays Grace. Did you just fucking burp again? No. Oh my god! I'm just like it's permanently in my ear. You're fucking belching. I admit it when I do it. Okay. Adam Brody plays Daniel. Mark O'Brien plays Alex, and Andy McDowell plays Becky. I didn't put the rest of them on here because there's a bunch of characters, and I don't feel like any of those actors or actresses really mattered mm, in the Brody. grand mm. scream. Really, you're a big Adam Brody fan. Well, I thought he was hot back on the OC. He's still hot. Yeah, he's still cute. Did you think he was hot in The Ring? No, Hmm. not really. Makes a brief appearance in The Ring. Our directors are Matt Bentinelli, Open. That's a weird, weird last name, bud. And Tyler Gillett, Gillette, kind of like The Razor. They did VHS, Devil's Do, and they're doing the new Scream 5 movie since, oh. since Wes Craven's passed away. Uh, these guys are tackling that movie, which after watching this, I'm very, very excited about. So, synopsis. I guess I'll read the synopsis since I picked the movie. That'd make the most sense, right? Yep. Okay. A bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to play, take part in a terrifying game. Mm, that's scary. You did a great job, Josh. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh, Josh, that was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Gosh, all about positivity here today, kids. Sorry. Positivity <laughs> this. <laughs> no, thank you. Sorry, I had to get rid of that beer. Oh, my God. Oh, it's cold. It's cold, Jess. Yeah, we see your nip starting to pop. It oh, hurts. it is thunder nip. Like Look, it's right like right in the middle now. of my forehead. <laughs> Don't act like that's the first time my nipple has been on your forehead. Mine okay. that's literally true. on my cheek. You're Ew. welcome. You're welcome. You guys are perverts. They have lopsided <laughs> nips? Yeah, they're uneven. <laughs> they slope. Shut the fuck up. Slopey. <laughs> you ready for this shit? <laughs> this thing's starting to get mushy. Dude, I am so excited Ew. to talk about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that in relevance to the sausage? The ear? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were still looking at my nipples. Well, no, those <laughs> are hot. Did you grab one? Make, yeah, I grabbed one. It's like playing the look. Now, now they are getting Well, God damn it, you start talking about them. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> he keeps playing with them. They're Jessica, take hard. your fleece off. I need to put it on. <laughs> You're over there sweating. I'm cold. I'm going to per- put a permanent dent in my forehead on that thing. <laughs> what, the sausage? <laughs> oh your God. nipple. <laughs> Looks like I have a big zit on my head on that on your shirt. <laughs> you keep eating those fucking goldfish and you're gonna have one. The more you talk about it, the more it just keeps. I know, growing. it just keeps getting. Big. <laughs> Is it doing it on your side too? No, but I can see the Oh, you can one. see the profile of it. <laughs> it's like when Pinocchio lies. It's the same thing. <laughs> Let's see how big we can get it. (laughs) I got Pinocchio nipples. (laughs) Pinocchio nips. (laughs) Uh, You guys done? Grow up. I'm trying. I know it's getting hot here again. Working with a bunch of child actors. (laughs) All right. Opening scene. Scene one. Opening scene. (laughs) 
can't stop looking at it. I'm going to hold this paper up over here. There we go. All right. LaBelle's Gambit. <laughs> you done? <laughs> I can spill my beer everywhere. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Back of my head starting to hurt again. Here we go. He's going to start season. Oh, shit. Fucking tumors flaring up. All right. We hear eerie piano music and see a series of old board games decorated around an old room lit by candles. The score is great in this movie, is it not? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's just pretty good. It's good. It's wonderful. Thank you. We see two little kids running with a lantern, and a ca- as the camera follows them uh, through a humongous freaking mansion, it looks like Seth's house, honestly. It, it does not. It does. We find out the boys are Daniel and Alex. Daniel's the older boy, and Alex is the younger one, and he puts Alex in the closet and shuts the door. Suddenly, a man with an arrow through his stomach grabs him and pleads with him to help. Daniel yells, telling him exactly where they're at. A group of people show up with masks and cloaks on as one shoots the man with a bow and arrow through the stomach again. It might have been through the chest. Uh, the man yells for someone to help Helene Ooh, help Helene she's the uh, the uh, bride correct mm-hmm. okay um, a woman pulls her mask off and tells Daniel that she is proud of him as they drag the man off into the p- as piano music begins to play so these masks what did they look like to you guys dick noses mm. yeah they do yeah they remind me of like the Richard Nixon masks yeah they were like rubbery with like a big Oh, I didn't even think about the Nixon masks. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, that's probably the, the best way. Part, I yeah. think, and then like, yeah, they were definitely custom to this movie, though. They weren't just like random masks. Yeah. That they, okay. No, they were kind of like gobliny looking, yeah. weird. I don't know. Mm. Okay, so great opening scene. I and again, the score is great, and then I think it kind of sets the mood for the rest of the movie in terms of the aesthetics of the house. Because again, the whole movie pretty much takes place in this house. Mm. Um, and it's really dim and dark and it's really, everything's kind of, really it's lit up by candlelight mm-hmm. for the most part, which I thought was weird. We find out why. Why? And when they're playing the game. I'm kidding. Calm down. Calm down. But when they drag him into the room at, in the first scene that shows those doors close mm. with that like, I don't know if it's a game board on it. I think it's supposed to be a game board. Yeah. Because we see it later what that room is. The game room. It's important to note. It is. But no, great, great scene right out of the gate. It starts action pack. You know, I like my 90-minute movies, and I like it to start hot and heavy out of the gate, like my relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Scene two, 30 years later. Uh, So we see Grace, and we hear her practicing her vows. The screen comes in uh, out of the – it's a black screen that kind of fades into her. She's in a wedding dress. And uh, she's talking to herself about how Alex's family is rich and intimidating. His dad hates her, and his drunk brother is always hitting on her. But she can't wait to be a part of his moderately fucked up family. Just then, Alex walks in behind her and catches her smoking as they share the cigarette. They discuss how his dad hates her, and he thinks that she's only after his money. I think he makes a joke saying that she really is only after his money, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Alex says that they did spring this on them. They're used to three years, and they only gave him 18 months. Alex said, who cares what they think? They're horrible people anyway. Yeah, he said three-year courtship, not a bonathon or Ooh, something like that. I think right. she said yeah. a bonathon, didn't yeah. she? I, I think they've been together, what, 18 months, I think is what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a long time still by yeah. today's standards. Yeah, I think it is. Um, and this is kind of the scene where we find out that he's been away for quite a while, right? Yeah. Okay. 
So uh, I think she says uh, that she does care. He says, who cares? They think they're horrible people. She says that she cares and she wants them to accept her. Uh, she tells him, or she tells him that he looks nervous as his brother Daniel interrupts. This is our good uh, friend, Seth's good friend, the man he wants to hook up with later. I totally would. You're listening, mm, <laughs> Adam Brody. He might be listening. I don't know. He tells Grace that it's not too late to flee and that she doesn't belong in this family, and that's in a good way. Congratulations, you fuckface. So they start having like their uh, their little their little uh, brotherly banter. Yes. Anyway, she says that she can't believe in 30 minutes she'll be a part of the Ladomus family empire. Alice gets serious and tells her that she could leave. He's serious. You can leave right now. I'm giving you an out. She kisses him and tells him she's all in all the way. She should have fucking ran, dude. Yep. She should have been <laughs> out of there. So, okay, so in this scene, real quick, and I'm going to try not to fucking make this a 12-hour podcast. You guys like know how when I like a movie, I do that. Mm-hmm. Seth gets mad. He'll be kicking me under the table, slamming his sausage. We don't want that. No. No. I don't want it. You can twist that nip off if we go too long. So we <laughs> oh find... God. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so in this scene, you can tell Alex is very nervous about getting married, and it doesn't seem like it's because he's getting married. It's about right. his family that right. he hasn't been around, and he says they're horrible people. So my question is, why would he bring her there? Again, having not seen the movie, why would he bring her there and do all this at his family if he hates these people and... Probably because um, they're paying for it. Right. That's what I figured at yeah. first. Okay. So scene three, smile, please. We see Daniel talking to his dad about how Alex could have done so much better. Uh, there's a series of pictures being taken. Uh, Daniel tells him not to take it personally. They're just trying to find out if she's a gold digging whore like his wife, which I thought was funny. Uh, we cut to Daniel and his wife, and she tells him that Grace is pretty enough, as in a last call at the bar pretty, but she'll never be one of us. Daniel tells her, of course not, dear. She has a soul. So what do you guys think? Of, what did you guys make of this family so far? So we've seen the dad, prick, brother. That's the drunk that keeps hitting on her. But then he's kind of like telling her she's too good for the family. I guess it's kind of a typical what you'd think of really rich people. Yeah. Dysfunctional type family. Mm. Okay. I, I, I liked it. I thought they were funny. I liked the sarcasm. I really like Adam Brody's character, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Daniel. I feel like I I would be Daniel in the family. Yeah, like, you would. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Fucking drunk all the time. Well, that's now, and I'm poor, so. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Seth, could you imagine if we had money? We no. would do nothing but wake up, get drunk, and lay in the hot tub all day. Yeah, we'd probably be dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably pretty true. It's a good yeah. thing we don't have any money. All right, as Grace watches from a balcony overlooking the lawn, uh, Becky, that's the mom, that's Alex's mom. She approaches and asks Grace if she's nervous. She looks nervous. Her blood isn't blue enough. I don't know what that means, but they said the same thing about her. So I think she's trying to relate to her at this point. Yeah. She says, stand tall and fuck them. Hmm. The only thing that matters is what Alex thinks. And we all know what Alex thinks. Uh, we see them get married. They walk through the crowd back to the house. Grace looks happy and Alex looks fucking extremely nervous like a uh-huh. cat shitting razor blades. Yeah. Yep. Cash-eating razor blades. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I stole it from um, Alkaline Trio, by the way, just oh. so you know. Nice. Then we see old crabby-ass Helene stand up. I think up. he says a dog-shitting razor blades. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the, like the cat mm-hmm. version better. Mm-hmm. Me too, but my cat does shit razor blades. She's a champ. <laughs> Scene four, Jeepers Creepers. Grace and Alex are back in the room and start kissing on the bed. He's trying to tell her something, and she just wants to fuck. 
She's like, take them pants off. Come mm-hmm. on, get them off. Get them off. Suddenly, they're interrupted by creepy-ass Aunt Helene. It's a jump scare. This is your favorite character, isn't it, Seth? <laughs> I don't know. I do kind of like her. You love Aunt Helene. <laughs> uh, she's like watching them from like this weird, creepy door in mm-hmm. Alex's room, which we find out later is the servant's corridor. Yeah, it's like a servant's passage. Kind of like in Clue, those secret hallways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was the Clue house. Maybe. I should have looked that up. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he tells her that the, and they're foreshadowing here, he tells her that, that the servant's corridors, correct? Is that right? Yeah. Run all through the house. So there's these secret passageways everywhere. Alex tells her that at midnight she has to play a game. It's something they do when a new person joins the family. You draw a card. Could be backgammon, checkers, chess, for all he knows. It's really stupid. He tells her that since they made their money in games, it's part of the initiation. It's more important to the family, even more important than the wedding. She doesn't have to win. It's a weird family ritual, and they only have to do it once. But doesn't Helene say here, you'll have to hide better than that. Everyone is waiting. Oh, fuck, yeah. I guess she yeah. does say that. So that was kind of like, hmm. This ain't Helene. I can't stand her ass. I love her hair. You do love her <laughs> hair, like... dude. She's creepy looking. Yeah. Um, she tells him that if he gets her, his family to accept her, she'll do it. She'll play the shit out of some checkers. He tells her he'll meet her downstairs in the music room. Grace sits down and looks at herself in the mirror. <sighs> at this point, would you tell her, like, hey, dude, you do not want to get the fucking hide-and-seek card? I would, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. You would. Mm-hmm. You would want to get it? Fuck no. Who would want to get that card, Seth? I was just saying I would tell her about it. Yeah. Like, you don't want this one, but I guess she doesn't really have a whole lot of control over it. Right. But what are the odds that she gets it, I wonder? Because I think they said other than the opening scene, which was 30 years ago, it had never been pulled since, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So I wonder if maybe he's... I don't know. I This might be shitty of me to say, but I don't know if I'd tell her. Really? Really? I don't know. Because then maybe, I don't know, it might make it worse. Because she'd be like, I'm not going to even do this. Right. She'd die quicker. I don't know. Mm. I think if he were going to tell her, it should have probably been prior to already being married. Yeah. Because at that point, she has to pull the card, right? Or so they say. Or if he, like, really loved her, he should have just said, I don't want to get married, but we can be together. Mm. And then they won't have to go through with all this. That's really Well, we find out why he can't do that in a bit. But Seth's jumping way the fuck ahead with his girthy sausage. Scene six. Mr. LaBelle is with us today. Alex and his father are discussing the game. His dad asks, if she pulls the card, are you willing to do what's necessary? As Grace walks into the music room, we see the butler playing piano. He's playing Here Comes the Bride as we hear Becky on the phone bitching at someone to get their ass there before midnight. Becky gets Grace a drink and tells her they didn't know that Grace grew up in a foster home. Grace tells her that it was really important to her to finally have a real permanent family and she doesn't just uh, and she doesn't want to let Becky down. It's kind of weird to me. I mean, she just met this lady, but mm-hmm. Becky tells her that her and Tony are so happy that Alex brought, that she brought Alex back to them. She asks her to bring him back into the fold back into the family okay so i guess this this is the point where we find out that alex has been away for multiple a long time years and Mm -hmm. um they're happy that basically because if it were up to him they would not be getting married we find that out here as well that she's the one that wants to get married because she didn't have a family growing up and i think he dives more into that later but um so just then alex walks into the room and rescues grace from becky alex looks like he's about to shit a brick as grace asks him if he's okay all these fucking kids. Just in these two little bastard kids run in and they're wearing the mask that we saw at the beginning of the movie and they're yelling, kill, kill, kill. 
Emily and Fitch walk in as Daniel starts to bitch at the kids. He's like super pissed. Yeah, he's really mad. Um, Fitch tells the kids to keep playing and calls Daniel an asshole. So uh, Fitch apologizes for being late, but they couldn't get out of their normal charter, or they couldn't get their normal charter out of De Gaulle this morning. Does do you guys know where the fuck De Gaulle is? No. Charles De Gaulle. I think that's in Paris, isn't it? Oh, really? Airport. I think so. Hmm. That would make sense. Again, just adding to that this family has a ton of money. And I thought Fitch was a prick at this point. He is, but he's pretty fucking funny. Later on, but like at this point, I'm like, he's got bratty kids. Uh, he's like, oh, we couldn't get our charter. I'm like, oh, this dude's a <laughs> bastard. <laughs> uh, so Emily introduces herself to Grace, and Grace lets her know that she has cocaine on her nose. That's fucking hilarious, dude. My God, this fucking... <laughs> chick is a hot mess she oh, is yeah. one of my favorite characters it's she? totally jessica if she was in this film. oh my god i'm just kidding I'm just thanks kidding. that's funny he said that because honestly i thought you would be grace in this situ- situation where like the the fucking rich sister comes up and she's like oh hi and you're like bitch you got coke on your nose <laughs> like i could see you doing that you've done it to, to seth a couple times that's true. yeah well, well you gotta know when it's there it's really it was just powdered sugar from all the gummy bears he eats <laughs> Yeah, there's powdered sugar in the gummy bear bag. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Calm down, dude. It was fun dip, if you must know. <laughs> dude, Ooh, they don't make that anymore? Yeah, dude, Lucy will kill some fun dips, uh-huh. dude. She like, doesn't even eat the uh, the sucker part. The stick. She the just stick? Like, licks the sour shit. I don't know how she does it. See, I used to just eat the stick and not eat the... I bet you yeah, did. It makes a lot of <laughs> sense. Yeah. I mean, I'd suck on it for a while. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you did. <laughs> He's like, what's this powder? Just give me the stick. What's this white <laughs> stick? Let me suck on that thing for a bit. His mom's like, Seth, stop swallowing that. <laughs> Chew your food. Oh, All right. No, sorry. she said the polite thing to do is swallow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. We're not getting into that again. All right. Um, okay, so I have a note. This family honestly seems like they'd probably be a pretty fucking good time to hang out with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like we would have a good time with mm-hmm. them. Like, we probably, like, wouldn't relate to them whatsoever. But no. a big spooky house, and I bet they have a lot of good booze. Booze, obviously some drugs, mm-hmm. you know. Probably a lot of good aged beverages. Yeah. Mm. The whiskeys. And board games. What more can you ask for? Exactly. Right. Sounds like a fun time. All right. Just then Aunt Helene interrupts and tells them that he will determine if she's a member of this family and then makes a snide comment about Emily being the brown-haired niece who continues to exist. Helene does not give a fuck, dude. She's mm-hmm. so sweet. All right. Just <laughs> <laughs> No, she's not. Just then the butler interrupts and tells him that it's 11.55 p.m. Emily tells Grace it's going to blow her mind and drags her into the music room. Tony, that's the dad, tells Grace that this room is reserved for family members only and opens the doors to the game room. This is the room we saw earlier that they drug the arrow guy into. Uh-huh. As they walk in, Grace says, holy shit, and looks around. There are animal heads all over the walls, weapons, and there's like mirrors everywhere also. All around, uh, it's all centered around like a large table that is, again, all lit by candlelight. Yep. Everyone takes their place at the table. Tony tells her that their family is big on tradition. The time has come for her to join them in these traditions. He, Oh, boy, this fucking, this is going to be a long one. Ready? You could just say he explains the <laughs> what the box is for. No, I can't, <laughs> Seth. You know I don't have the ability to do that. 
His great-grandfather, Victor, set up a large printing shop for playing cards. His grandfather ventured into board games, and under Tony's leadership, the Ladomas Family Games has acquired four professional sports teams and reached even greater heights. Some may call it luck, but it's a little more than that. It's almost like someone's watching over them. It all started with a very generous benefactor and this box. Are you kicking me on purpose? Oh, was that you? Yeah. That was a table leg. Who else would it be? I thought it was Do you the rub table the leg. table leg? Stop it. <laughs> My nipple's getting hard again. <laughs> you see, originally great-grandfather was a merchant, seaman, Seth. Mm. He wanted more. During an excursion abroad, he met Mr. LaBelle, a passenger on the ship. After playing many hours of cards amongst his possessions was that box. I'm shaking the box. One evening, Mr. LaBelle proposed a wager. If my great-grandfather could figure out the puzzle of the box before arriving at the ports, Mr. LaBelle would fund the adventure of great-grandfather's choosing. He did crack the box. Oh, shit. Shit. Since that time, when the Ladomas have a new family member, they place a blank card in the box. Mr. LaBelle will tell them which game to play. Daniel's wife got chess. Her name is Charity, by the way. Yep. Fitch got old maid. This was hilarious. He's like, seriously, what the fuck is old maid? Fuck you, Fitch. I don't like Fitch. He's kind of a douche. But I kind of do like him. He's like kind of dumb, too. I feel like Fitch would be you, Seth. Thanks. I'm kidding. Grace giggles, and the box starts making... So uh, they put the blank card into the box. They hand the box to Grace. She starts giggling. Poor girl. Uh, The box starts making noises, and the side of the box opens, and a card comes out. Oh, boy. She laughs and reads the card. Hide and seek. Are we really going to play this? As she looks around, everybody at the fucking table looks stunned, right? Mm. So Grace asks who hides and who seeks. Tony tells her she'll be the one to hide. They will find her. Alex immediately tells her to meet him in his room. She tells him, no, this is going to be fun. Little so, does she know. Well, then they're all getting ready to leave, which I thought was funny. She like picks up her drinking glass and she's like, "Hey, let's make a toast to Mr. LaBelle." It's like, like the most awkward fucking oh toast ever. Well, everybody looks fucking terrified. Yeah. Like nobody's except for Helene. And oh yeah. Maybe Charity. Cause right. I think Charity's excited too. Um. So Tony tells Grace it's simple. They'll count to one hundred and we'll try to find you. Grace asks if he thinks that. Uh, they have a little bit of an advantage, and she like points to the cameras. Wasn't it 200? No, it's 100. I have 200. You were drunk. Actually, was not. Mm-hmm. He tells her that they will not use the cameras. They'll play the games exactly how they were played in great-grandfather's times. She asks if there's any way she can win. He tells her she could win. She just has to stay hidden until dawn. She laughs and says, no, thank you. He grabs her hands and tells her good luck as she laughs and walks away. As she does... She turns around and walks away, and then we finally see Tony. He even looks nervous. Like, he, he's not looking forward to this, I don't think. So, to that, I don't think that the majority of the family wants to actually play this game. No. no. So, it kind of plays into the fact they're not doing this because they're having fun with it. They are legitimately afraid of this curse or whatever mm-hmm. that's put over the family, mm-hmm. which we find out about later. But yeah. like you said, except for Charity, I think she's into it. Which she's not even an original family member. She mm. married into the family. Right. We kind of find out about her background a little bit. But yeah, with and Aunt Helene. Wow. Who, she's just crazy from what happened to her. Yeah, I think she wants revenge and Charity's just fucking nuts. So it yeah. will do anything to keep her stature as this rich person. But you know, I've never been rich. I don't know. Maybe I would do the same. Maybe. I feel like you probably would. If it were you, for sure. That's always killing me shit. I don't know. I just think it's funny. I wouldn't really kill you. Awkward silence. Or would I? Scene seven. Who wants to play a game? 
the butler. Did anybody catch the butler's name? Mm-hmm. No, I call him the butler through the whole All thing. Right, cool. I do too. So the butler puts on a record which starts with um with who wants to play hide and seek as Creepy the music begins to fucking play. Song. Dude, this fucking this again, the score is great. When he puts that music on, it makes it even better. It really sets the mood. Cause we see Grace running up steps. Uh so it's singing run, 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 it's time to run and hide. <laughs> Dude. Mm-hmm. So good. I wonder if we could get a clip of that and put it on the Instagram account. Yeah. Probably. With volume, we could do that? Yeah. See, I'm clearly not very smart. We see a nanny reading the two, the two asshole kids from earlier. We see Tony walking uh, and, and taking weapons out of the wall, off the walls in the game rooms, handing them out to all the family members as Alex sits on the couch, like, just looking at the floor. Like, this fucking guy, man. Even my first time watching this movie, this guy annoyed the piss out of me. Alex? Like, yeah. what yeah. a piece of turd yeah, this guy is. he's a piece of shit. Whoa. We see Grace wandering through the halls looking for a hiding place as Tony hands out weapons. Um, and again, the only one that looks happy or excited to be doing this is Aunt Helene. Mm-hmm. And Charity. And Charity, yes. All the family looks petrified. We see Grace climb into a dumb waiter and close the door as the music stops. Ready or not, here I come. And then I think it like starts laughing, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Creepy that as shit, dude. Creepy. Yeah, it goes, <laughs> That's what it, Did you do the voiceover for that? Maybe. I knew it. That's why she's so rich. <laughs> yep. Becky sits down next to Alex and tells him that he should stay here. Just stay right here. Tony and Becky tell Charity, that's Daniel's wife again, to watch the door. Back in the dumbwaiter, Grace jokes about telling all of her friends how she sat in a dumbwaiter all night during her wedding night. Then we cut to Alex leaving the game room and walking through the servant corridors trying to find Grace. And um, the camera cuts back to Grace. It's like cutting back and forth between Grace and the rest of the family. But none, long story short, Alex gets up to go help Grace. He goes through the secret passages that we mm-hmm. found out about earlier. Yep. Just then, Charity goes in to check on Alex and finds out that he's gone. Oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Becky and Fitz are walking through the halls, and he asks her how long this will take. Becky tells him she has no idea. This has only happened once since she's joined the family. Did we talk about, did they already say that they're playing it like it was the time he was alive? Yeah. So there's like no electricity. No electricity, no cameras. lanterns. Yes. I also made a note that, was she eating her fingernails? Ew. She was chewing on it. I don't think she actually ate it, but she was like, like chewing on it. It looked Grace? like she like yeah. It like she like bit one off and was like When she's in the dumb waiter, I don't think she bites it off. Let's give her a little bit of credit. Here, I Jess. tried, but I was like, what is happening right now? You need to be nice to her. Like. I love her. Calm down. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's gross. Sorry, if that is true, that's disgusting. I, just, I put a note. I was like, is she eating her fingernails? Definitely yeah. biting them. I don't think she ate one. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like she sat there and chewed it and swallowed it? <sighs> There was no swallow, but she was like chewing on it while it was just like in her mouth. Like. I'm getting mad. <laughs> okay. That's pretty gross, Josh. She is gross a goddess. She likes fingernails. It's fine. Well, it's yeah. not the worst thing she'll have in her mouth. We'll find that out later. <laughs> we cut to Grace saying she's had enough of this shit and she gets out of the dumb waiter. She looks down the hallway holding her shoes. She doesn't see anyone and suddenly snags her dress on the dumb waiter and rips it trying to get out, which I say, I think shows a lot of her character right because i don't think she cares about like possess possession type no. things because that dress mm-hmm. was probably really expensive i'm sure and it just rips and she just like yanks on it to get it off mm-hmm. of that so even then it's just like she's like fuck this dress just then we see the nanny uh wake up and fucking little georgie's missing as she walks down the hall uh grace hides in a hallway 
So the nanny walks by Grace, but Grace ducks and hides. When she does, Alex grabs her from behind, covering her mouth. She tells him, what the fuck? She almost pissed herself. (laughs) They hide behind Alex's bed as the nanny walks in the room looking for Georgie. Uh, As she walks around the side of the bed, there's a glass shattering in the other room, and we hear a shot. As Grace looks around the side of the bed, she sees the nanny's whole, like the half of her fucking face is gone. She's like gurgling on blood. Mm -hmm. Jess's favorite character, Emily, runs in. She's excited, thinking she shot Grace in the face. All of a sudden, the rest of the family comes running in. So, honestly, at first, yeah, you get, like, the jump scare from the bang from the gun, but for yeah. the most part, this scene's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, a lot of these scenes are like that. Uh, Daniel, I think, that's Adam Brody. He adds a lot of the comic relief, mm-hmm. I think, throughout mm-hmm. these, uh, like, chasing scenes. But Emily's, like, all excited. She thinks that she shot Grace, and he's, like, did didn't you notice she wasn't wearing like a big white wedding dress? <laughs> and then doesn't he say like, so does this count since it's a dead body? Right. So he asked Tony if, if that will do for the sacrifice and he tells him, no, it has to be the fucking bride. So I um, like how this, ex- like how Grace found out what was going on was by listening to them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Alex explained it. She just like got to hear about it. And, like, yeah. Right. Which again, freaking Alex, dude, what a word. Like he's like essentially worthless. Yeah. In this whole he thing. Sucks. Yeah. So she, again, like Seth just said, she hears them talking about what's going on while they're hiding behind the bed. Um, I thought this was cool, kind of, I guess. But uh, Emily and Daniel, Daniel takes Emily out because Emily's freaking out that she's out the nanny. And uh, even when they're de- deciding who carries like the head or the heavier part of the body, they even play a game. The dad flips a coin. and mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of. That's even funny because cool. the mom's like, just give me the fucking lanterns and they take the body out. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious yeah. that Daniel was telling Emily, he's like, just walk it off. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, then as they're carrying her yeah. out, Tony, the dad, he's like, oh, man, she was my favorite, too. <laughs> so, I, again, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm glad that you guys also found this funny because mm. when I was watching it for the third time, I was like, this is like, maybe I have something wrong with me that I'm finding this <laughs> that funny. You do have something wrong with you, but this was funny. Yeah. Whatever, Seth. <laughs> Once they're out of the room, Alex picks up Grace and tells her to grab her phone and her keys. They have to get the hell out of here. Alex tells her that it's hide and seek. She pulled the one bad card. They think they have to kill her before sunrise. Alex and Grace get all their stuff. They go through the servants' corridors again. As they leave, uh, Emily walks back into the room <laughs> for her gun. She looks in the mirror, adjusts her tits, and says, No more fuck ups, kid. You're a winner. And then does another line of coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude she is like yeah. hopped up on some cocaine yeah it's hilarious she's having a good time what are you gonna do scene eight the servants corridors so we uh see alex and grace running through the corridor um she asks him what the fuck is going on he tells her to put her shoes on grace sits down on the ground and alex tells her that they, that they think uh, if they don't kill her something bad will happen to the entire family grace tells him that he knew what would happen if she pulled that card uh, he basically tells her that he didn't think that, that they would go through with it, even if she did pull it, which I guess when you think about it at the beginning of the movie, he never saw what happened because he went in the closet. Right. Only Daniel did. But I find it odd that he would have never asked Daniel about that later. I don't know. But right. I guess at this point, you really don't know that he knows what's going on or he wouldn't have thought they would have done it because he didn't actually see that happen earlier. Only Daniel did. Right. Yeah, I guess I could see that. But maybe he really, really thought, no way, they're not going to... And actually that, do this right when the, but then again he also says no one has ever pulled that card so it makes me right. wonder if he even knew that happened earlier in the movie i don't know it makes sense why daniel's a little more like fucked up 
Right. No, actually, that, that makes a lot more sense. So did they ever explain, like, so this is the only game that involves them getting killed? This, yeah, he says you pulled the one bad card. Okay, so, this so all the, the other games, they just play it, and if they lose, it doesn't matter, and it's like, right. oh, it was fun. Because okay. I think he asked him, she asked him in the room, does she have to win? And he said, doesn't matter, oh, you right. just have yeah. to play. Right. Of course, except for this one. So we cut to Fitch taking a shit downstairs and watching a video on getting to know your crossbow. <laughs> so he got this old ass crossbow for his weapon. He has mm. no idea how to use it. So he goes and he's like watching a YouTube video about it. Because they're like it. they're all period weapons, right? Right. Uh, so we cut to back to Alex and Grace. He tells her that he thought it was safe. When you marry into the family, you have to play a game. If you don't, you die. His great uncle got married, didn't play the game, and he died that same night. And then he rattles off a few other family members and states that most of them they didn't even know. So then it's kind of yeah. like, okay, is this real or not? But you do have to play is what he tells her. He tells her that she wanted to get married. That's when she freaks out. <laughs> He's like, you're not blaming me for this shit. This is your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, this is when he kind of opens up and he tells her that if he would have told her, she would have left. If he didn't propose, she would have left. And then I think at this point she's kind of like, yeah, you're probably right. So I almost feel like at this point they come to an understanding that they're in it together. They're going to try to get out of here. Yeah, she gets a little hysterical here. Um, Yeah, so they split up. He's going to go find the camera room and turn the cameras on, and he's going to turn the locks. So all the doors are electronically locked. Mm-hmm. He's going to unlock them. I don't, would you guys split up at this point? No. I, probably not, but... I kind of feel like even if I was Alex, I would have stayed with her because at least if they found her, you would be able to, to fight together right but i guess his thought is i can't get out of the house unless he goes and does this yeah i so guess would that's you risk true. taking her all the way you know to this other room or no yeah right. i guess plus i think his theory is the family's not going to hurt him they're only going to hurt her so right he can go there and try to because he does tell her where to go to get out but okay so he tells her to stay inside the walls until he gets to the kitchen alex exits the corridor and walks down the hallway to the control room the music picks up as we see Grace walking down the hallway. Jess, this is where you get the big violins. I loved it. Were you like so excited? I was. I was very happy. I could tell. I even have a note. I said, make sure Jess says how excited she was about the violins. I was. There were no insidious violins, but. That's true. But I think the music does good. a great job they throughout did. the entire movie of showing us Grace's um like where her, where her where her demeanor or where her feelings are at because like it ramps up as she's running it gets quiet when she's hiding i don't Dream. know told you guys i was just gonna gush all over this movie for two hours so yep sorry all right so during this when the music picks up and it's really it's you know really ramped up we see grace rips the bottom of her dress off to reveal her chuck taylor's under her wedding dress and she walks down the hallway and runs into two doors fuck do you remember which door he told her to take because honestly i didn't go back and listen and i don't remember i don't either i didn't have it i think he says the door on the left but i don't remember i just remember him saying it was a servant's kitchen Mm -hmm. yeah in the hallway we see daniel tony and helene carrying the nanny down the hall grace runs as emily comes around the corner and starts shooting at her wildly as grace runs by her so Grace comes out of one of the doors. We don't actually see which door she takes, so we don't know no. if she took the right door or not, but clearly she did not. She picked the wrong one. Yes. So, she like was literally right in the hallway where everybody is standing. Which, again, it's <laughs> funny because I think Daniel says, oh, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> so she makes her way to the billards room, but all the windows are locked and the phone line is dead. She backs up against the wall panting, and suddenly Daniel walks right out of one of the doors yeah. right next to her. 
He tells her he just came to get a drink. She's leaning up against the wall. She's like panting mm-hmm. and like can't talk. Uh, rightfully so. But it, to me, it was funny just their different demeanor because she's like freaking out and he's just like, oh, hey. Very like, calm. Having cool. a rough day, huh? Yeah. So again, he tells her he came to get a drink and she's leaning up against the wall. He tells her that uh, he has to call the other. She tells him that he really could help her. He doesn't have to do it. He even offers her a drink. He does offer a yeah. drink. Tells her it's not going to end well for her. He doesn't want to be the one to serve her up, though. Um, so he does tell her he's really sorry. He said, look, rich people are just different, which I think is funny because <laughs> Seth, you said earlier, you're like, I don't I don't know. Maybe rich people are weird. Yeah. <laughs> you think that people really act like this when they have money? I'm sure there's some that do. I mean. Isn't that, like, supposedly a real thing? Like, people go and yeah. fucking pay to, like, torture people and shit? I guess. I mean. If you feel like you're untouchable, then you probably do weird shit. I just couldn't imagine. I guess I joke about killing you, but that's because I don't like you. But I mean, like random people. I don't know. Thanks. All right, anyway, he tells her he'll give her a ten-second head start. She runs down the hall and sits. Uh, he sits down, drinking his drink as he starts to count. I think he only gets to like three, doesn't he? Yeah, but he counts real slow. He's yeah. like one, one thousand, one, and he like stays on it for a while. That's right. He does halves. Yeah, he's like two half one thousand. Because I think what they're trying to do is like make us feel like he has like empathy. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. For her, but then he doesn't even count to ten. So you're like, okay, he's gonna count real slow and let her get away, and then he gets to three, and he's she's in the study. Yeah. Oh man. All right, so we see the rest of them show up. Charity shows up. She's super pissed, and when she realizes that Daniel let her go, Daniel tells her that she couldn't wait to sign her soul away. She tells him that he knows where she came from. She'd rather be dead than lose all of this. So again, kind of what I said earlier that um, that's to me. I don't think she wanted to kill Grace, but she's would is more than willing to kill Grace to keep her stature right. Right. Tony shows up and Daniel tells him that she got away and the charity tells him that Alex got out. So now they know that Alex is not in the room anymore. He's helping her and they don't know where uh, Grace went. So scene nine, cock, I forgot my gun. (laughs) Emily Fitch, Helene and Becky all show up in the study as um, Emily says, cock, I forgot my gun. She cries to Tony about how she sucks and both Becky and Tony console her for basically sucking but telling her that she doesn't suck did you guys think that was fucking hilarious mm-hmm. yes like she's like oh i suck at killing people and they're like oh no honey you don't <laughs> suck you're great <laughs> so at this point fitch gives him or gives her his crossbow he's like here just take my crossbow because clearly he has no fucking idea how to use it right as she takes the crossbow from him another uh nanny or housekeeper comes in walks in and emily shoots him shoots her in the fucking mouth yeah like as soon as she walks in god (laughs) i said this girl is a hot mess (laughs) she is oh shit the next part though so she shoots her and it's kind of a jump scare Mm -hmm. but the next part is hilarious because fitch like grabs her and he's like come on we'll find you an edible that'll even you out yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh shit so um, then then at that point, Charity asks again, does the help count? So like, we've killed somebody. Are we done with this yet? So yeah. this is Seth's, probably Seth's favorite part, but this is when Helene has her big moment. Mm-hmm. She freaks the fuck out, dude. She's like, why does everybody keep asking that? We must kill the bride. Like, dude, she is so fucking mad. But as she's speaking, uh, the helper that was shot. <laughs> was like moaning, like... <laughs> 
dying and Helene's getting pissed. So she's trying to explain and then they have to kill the bride, but this entire time the servant that they killed keeps like gurgling yeah. and like moaning and Oh my god, so funny, dude. Savage. Um <laughs> So Helene. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, so Helene takes her fucking battle axe and like mm-hmm. walks over and just chops, it's her head, right? She yeah. chops her head off. Um, <laughs> and then they just continue talking. <laughs> yeah, like, like nothing happened. Yeah. Um, that's on, when I think Becky tells them that they should just use the security cameras. Mm-hmm. They all agree. But Helene, of course, gets pissed off and says that they don't give a shit about tradition. Tony tells her that they have to find her and perform the ritual before dawn or they'll all be dead. Who cares about tradition? We cut to Grace running through the house and going into the game room, pulling a shotgun off the wall and a shoulder strap of shotgun shells over her shoulder. She stops in front of a huge mirror to admire herself. So, dude, this, in my opinion, is going to be one of the most iconic scenes in horror movie history at some point once everybody else catches on to this movie like I did. Because I I feel like I'm leading the way, guys. What do you think? Maybe. So we see her in her wedding dress. She's holding a fucking shotgun. She's got the ammo belt thing on around her mm, like a sash dude I, this to me is like your freaking halloween um closet scene p- still picture like for mm. me this i was like whoa this is fucking sweet i wonder if a lot of people went as her for halloween because <sighs> i feel like that is a good costume. that'd be a good costume that'd yeah. be an awesome costume except for people might freak out about the shotgun part but yeah that's true even if somebody just wore a white dress like ripped at the bottom with like chuck taylor's on yeah you could have the ammo sash thing. Dude, that would be so cool. I think That's I'm going to go as her. <laughs> That'd be weird. As the camera pans out to her face, and this makes it even better. As the camera pans out to her face, she like looks at herself and she's like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the camera cuts to Alex in the control room trying to get the doors unlocked. Uh, just then Grace makes it to the kitchen finally, but she can't get out because the door's locked. Alex, again, fuck up Alex, can't get the doors unlocked. She tries to shoot the lock, but the shotgun is empty. Just then, the butler whistles as he's walking into the room. She hides behind the counter. She's crawling around the counter, trying to get away from the butler. He does find Alex, finally gets the cameras back on, and he can see the Grace is in, in the kitchen hiding as the butler's in there as well. Dude, what the fuck is Alex doing? Like, he's just, like, banging on the control. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you just, like, look for on? You know, oh, cameras. That would make the most sense to me, but this guy's clearly not a smart <laughs> guy, Seth. He's not like you and I. We're intelligent. Um collegiate men yeah we would keep our cool mm-hmm. look for an instruction manual maybe we've, we've been through this before we know exactly how we yeah. would react right god okay anyway uh so we cut back to tony bitching to daniel about his aunt always getting lost in the details they notice that the cameras are back on and they know that alex is in the control room we cut back to grace in the kitchen opening the shotgun and loading it narrowly missing being caught so actually for this being kind of a funny movie i mean it is a horror movie but it's also kind of funny um there's like a lot of tension in this scene that was not me that did that by the way i'm leaning back so Uh, it might it might have been me so there's a ton of tension in this scene where the butler's like singing and he's like stops because he hears grace then he starts Mm -hmm. singing again but he does walk around the counter it almost makes me feel like he knew she was in there i don't think he did you don't think so? No. Okay. I, I think he's just think fucking so. weird. Yeah. He's a weird dude, man. So the butler starts singing opera music as the tea kettle goes off and Grace cocks the gun. We cut back to Alex in the control room. 
Um, he finally gets the freaking doors unlocked, but the butler notices that the doors go from red to green because there's like a light on them. Mm-hmm. Grace gets out from behind the counter pointing the gun at the butler. She tells him to move, and he tells her he's afraid he can't do that. She tries to shoot him, but the gun, of course, won't work. He tells her that the ammunition is for display only. She grabs the teapot and slams it against <laughs> his face. As she does this, uh, he like grabs a knife and starts swinging it like Michael Myers wildly. Yeah, because he's covering his eye, right? Like I can't see. Yeah, because she yeah. hit him in the face with the teapot, but it's also got hot ass water yeah, in it. Yeah, burns so. the fuck out of half his face. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> the camera cuts back to the control room. Tony and Daniel break into the control room. Alex attacks Tony, choking him against the camera control board. Uh, Daniel talks him out of killing uh, his dad. He finally lets him go. Oh, man. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. I can't, I don't get a good feeling for Daniel until later when. Right. But it's hard to tell right now what's going on with him. He like tries to console Alex and he's like, yeah, we'll get her out of here. Don't worry. It'll be fine. And then fucking Tony stands up and cracks him in the back of the head, knocking him out. Yep. Yeah. Such a lovely family. So do you think Daniel was trying to distract him or at that moment was he actually like. Like, okay, hey, yeah, we're going to get her out of here. I still couldn't tell. Same like, here. I feel it, like he was n- not trying to distract him. It was so fit. I, I felt like he was either like some kind of fucking mastermind of the situation yeah. or he really was trying to help him. Well, I mean, when you think about it, at the beginning of the movie, he tries to talk her out of marrying into the family. He's like, you can still get out of here. He lets her go in the study or the billiard room. And then here, it's almost like he's really telling Alex, hey, we're going to get her out of here. But then he could have been distracting him. I don't know. Plus, he's hammered. So it's kind of hard to tell. That's true as well. I just couldn't tell because the dad was even like, what are you doing? And he's like, I I was blocking him, wasn't I? Like, yeah. Right. I don't know. Right. Okay. Um. So the camera cuts back to Grace. She's back at the dumbwaiter. And as she opens the dumbwaiter door, you can see that there's another nanny in there. She tells Grace she doesn't know what's going on. Grace tells her to be quiet. They're looking for her, not the nanny. And that's when the freaking nanny screams. <laughs> like, She's over here. Fucking bitch. Suddenly the maid starts screaming and Grace... Uh, who hits the dumbwaiter button? She does. Grace does. No, the nanny or whoever. Okay, so the nanny hits the button to send the dumbwaiter up and then like somehow gets her fucking head stuck in the doors. She like hits it but doesn't get back in fast enough. Oh my God. I think that is what happens. <laughs> Well, what's funny to me is like, even though she gave Grace away and where she was at, she like still tries to help her. Yeah. Like she's like trying to push her head. Uh, (laughs) Uh, It's not funny, but it kind of is. All right. Scene 10. Tony, what are you doing? The butler tells Tony that Dora, who's Dora? That's the wait. That's That's the dumb waiter girl. Okay. So the butler tells Dora, uh, tells Tony that Dora has been crushed and he's unable to fix the cameras, doors and locks. So everything is now, um, open cameras are on but we saw earlier that alex actually took something and busted the control board yeah the, tony's freaking out he's like he's she's taking everybody out it's so funny <laughs> dude so yeah he's like freaking out about how grace is killing all of them this one person is killing all so of them. i think he thinks like she's doing it on purpose like yes which she's not obviously Correct. It's all dumb luck at this yeah. point. But he does say it doesn't make sense. She's a skinny blonde twig. <laughs> but <laughs> Becky interrupts and tells him to take a mo- uh, take a minute, but only a minute. They all leave the room, but Helen and Tony. Helen tells Tony that she shouldn't have never let uh, never let him leave, and that she, he's been do- he's been gone way too long. So we're talking mm-hmm. about Alex at this point. She and Alex are very alike. She knew that Grace would draw that card. This is Helene again. So she's like comparing herself to Alex for some reason. 
Um, we notice that the window is open and the camera pans outside, and we see Grace is outside of the window listening to him. So again, she's not finding any of this family information out from Alex or from like she's over overhearing. So again, she's basically in this by herself, right? Because yeah. he's worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tony tells uh, Helene that Alex hates them. It wasn't a choice for Alex. He's been helping her from the get go. So basically. Tony feels like Alex is not on their side. He's on her side, which, I mean, honestly, up to this point, he kind of has been, right? I would say so, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. <laughs> That's right. I thought maybe I put you guys to sleep. No. Uh, so Helene and Tony continue to argue over whether Alex uh, saw Mr. LaBelle at his chair. Because I think Helene says that Alex is the only one that's ever seen Mr. LaBelle at his chair. Mm-hmm. And even then, Tony's kind of like, yeah, if he really saw him. So Tony, I don't feel like Tony, obviously they have a broken relationship because Alex left. But even at this point, I feel like Tony doesn't like Alex. Yeah. Um, so doesn't again, appear that way. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, it just feels like that's how the relationship is. So outside of the window, we see Grace is looking down. And it's a long fucking way to jump down off this roof. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, comedy break here. In another room, Fitch is searching <laughs> for our packs with the devil bullshit on Google. <laughs> and then no. we see outside the window, Grace jumps off the roof and falls into the bushes. Um, this actually made me laugh. I feel like he is definitely comic relief in yeah. this too. Fitch? Yeah. He reminds me of the fat guy on Beetlejuice. That's who he kept he reminding does, me of. Yeah. He even kind of looks like him. He kind of does a little Did bit. Did you yeah. see what the text messages said? Uh, something about dog. I know that. They, he, one of his, someone texted him and was like, hey, what's up? What's going on? He's like, not much. Family shit. <laughs> in the text. <laughs> But it's true. Grace falling cracked me up because it looks so like funny. It was just this big white blob. Yeah. just like <laughs> really fast. Right outside the window. I, yeah. I think he even turns around and looks. Yeah, he, he does. He's just like, what the fuck? So Grace is outside of the house. She's running through the lawn where they were married earlier. I think, doesn't she see like a flashback from earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As yeah. she's remembering where everything's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, the score picks up because she's running. I think they, again, not to kick a dead horse, but they do a great job of, of timing the score with her emotions. She runs through the lawn until she makes it to a wooded area. We see that someone with a flashlight's following her. She makes it to the goat barn Ugh, and hides scene. in one of the stalls as the goats. Bah. I think I texted <laughs> you the night you told me you were watching. I was like, yes. have you gotten to the goat barn yet? Like, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so we see that she's hiding at the end of the room as the flashlight approaches. As it does, we see it's Georgie. That was a little boy from earlier. Uh, Emily's kid. She calls for him and says that she's really scared. Just then the fucker pulls out a gun points it at her and shoots her in the hand like right through there's like a big hole in her hand humongous hole in her hand she immediately punches him in the face <laughs> knocking him out i love that part fucking hilarious <laughs> so he uh. shoots her she's got a big hole in her hand and then she just like decks him Locking right in the clocks face. are right clocks him right in the face that's awesome uh, as she does like a goat runs out of the darkness and scares mm. her knocking her backwards through two trap doors that lead to a pit of goat remains and then you see the body of the dude from 30 years ago yeah. down there with the arrows in him she vomits would that body be decomposed more than that it's mostly bones wasn't it i thought yeah i thought it was yeah but the bones. arrows were still stuck in there like stuck why would they have not done a better job of hiding that i don't know mm-hmm. all right ain't nobody in the goat barn or in the goat pit <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, the goat God. pit <laughs> Uh, so Grace wastes no time down there. She immediately starts climbing up the ladder and out of the pit. As she does, we can see that there's only one nail holding the ladder into the wall. It's a rickety-ass ladder. <laughs> Dude, she climbs up the ladder with one hand because, again, she got shot in the fucking mm. hand. So she's pulling herself up with her one good hand. As she grabs the top 
of the uh it's not the ladder she grabs like the top of the wood mm-hmm. um she's like holding all with one hand she clearly can't pull herself up so she oh my because the ladder breaks and falls away yeah so the ladder breaks and then she's hanging on by her one good hand she like fucking takes her hand with the hole in it from the gunshot and sticks it over top that one nail sticking out so she can pull herself up uh, yeah, it goes right through her hand Oh my god, this is so brutal, dude. I would throw up and die. That'd yep. be my throw up and die part. Could you imagine having to go through that? Mm-mm. Oh my god. She does it like a fucking champ though, dude. Yeah, she does. Yep. Again, solidifying herself as one of the greatest final girls of all time. I'm telling you. I'm calling it now. Out of the pit, she rips more of her dress off so she can wrap her hand up. Um, again, the score plays ominous music in the background relating to the mood she's in. As she's panning heavily, she stands up and yells, you little fucker. Yeah. I love that. That's so funny. Because it's such a real reaction. Mm-hmm. Like how one of, I probably would have ran over and kicked his ass, but mm-hmm. what a little bastard. Scene 11. <laughs> Scene's funny too. I got yes. you. Charity's smoking outside of the house and notices Grace run by across the lawn. Mm-hmm. So at this point, poor Grace, dude, like she has the worst outfit on she could possibly have on again hey thanks alex you didn't have to tell her about the fucking game but you could have maybe said hey don't wear white maybe put some camo on or something jeez lord she's so uh charity daniel's wife sees her run by she says i got you you little bitch (laughs) so it's like this big tension like build up scene she shoots the bow and arrow at her and like doesn't even get close to her and like hits a bird in a tree yeah it's like not even close it's so funny she's like fuck I do feel like they're all like wasted yeah. trying to kill her kind of. Like, oh, they yeah. have to be. It's just funny because you think like, oh God, she's good. Because Grace wasn't that far away. No. She's like, I'm going to get you little bitch. <laughs> she's like 50 feet away. <laughs> like not even close. So she goes back inside. She tells the butler where Grace is. He smiles and they walk away. Outside, Grace makes it to the gate, but is unable to climb through due to her hand. She finds a loose bar and breaks it off of the gate. There's a car on the other side driving down the road and she squeezes through uh, the gate, cutting her back. So this like piece of the gate rips her back. Oh, I thought it was her boob. I thought that was her back. I don't know. It looked pretty fleshy. Mm, okay. She gets through the gate as the car stops. The person tells her to get out of the road and drives off. She screams, what the fuck is wrong with you, you fucking animal piece of shit, little tiny dick liquor fucking asshole? <laughs> I had to rewind it so I could write that all down. <laughs> then she screams at the top of her lungs. Dude, I this scene fucking made me die laughing that's what i posted today because i think that's the funniest scene in the movie and what's funny about it is like this scene happens quite a bit in horror movies but it's not funny like oh you're like oh the person's getting away and they find a car that they can and the Mm -hmm. car never stops right and then (laughs) she's like fucking rich people (laughs) it felt more real because i feel like that's something i would say in that situation like i'd be like you little fucker (laughs) like i think your grace they know you. She's they definitely got my mouth. They wrote this character around Shit, you. Shit, little tiny dick. <laughs> <laughs> asshole. That's funny. Oh, oh my God. God so uh, suddenly on the other side of the gate that she just squeezed through, she sees a car pull up, which is the butler. He sees the dre- part of her dress that got caught in the gate. He calls Tony and tells him that she got out into the woods. But don't worry, he'll find her. Back at the house, Daniel makes jokes, and Tony slams him up against a wall and tells him that she, uh, if she lives until dawn, they will all die. So Daniel, I don't know, is taking this. I don't think he's taking this very seriously. No, because he's like, oh, well, let's divvy up the wedding gifts. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Tony, like, flips out. Um, 
he tells them the story of the Van Hughes. They didn't really just die in a house fire, you know? So again, Tony is like buying into all this shit. Uh, he goes off on a rant about granddad not negotiating better terms on the deal. <laughs> again, all this is really kind of comical at this point. Mm-hmm. Still, it even is. though it's there's a lot of tension and it's there's jump scares, it's pretty funny. Uh, Becky sends Daniel and Emily to dispose of the maid's bodies as Fitch and Charity are going to help Becky and Tony. This family fucking hates each other, right? Yeah. Did you see what Fitch says to Charity here? <laughs> He's like, at what point do we cut and run? Yes. Uh, and and she just looks at him. I don't think she says looks. anything. Yeah. I mean, do you blame them? Because then Fitch goes, fuck you. And he's like doing middle fingers at yeah. the back of her. <laughs> like, none of these people <laughs> like each other. No. None of them. I mean, even, wasn't it the mom at the beginning that told Fitch? She's like, I've never liked you. Yeah. Just like straight right up. Right yeah. out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> she like t- tells him like, you know, I never liked you. <laughs> he's just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> It was just funny because he's like, so at what point do we cut and run here? <laughs> does she say anything? Or no, she just gives him a bitchy look. I and feel like everybody's yeah. way mean to him, yeah. for sure. Like, well, more I, so him than anybody. I wonder if, and again, I don't have a lot of money. So, like, I wonder if you did have money like that, if you really would be leery and kind of, um, I don't know what the word is, but, like, to where people marrying into your family, like, is it, are they just marrying in because we have money or? Oh, I'm sure that's what they think. I mean. I think a lot of people do prenups mm-hmm. in that type of situation. Prenuptials. Prenuptial agreements. Yeah. I don't have one of those. Abby could take me for all my money that I don't have. What are you going to do? We cut the gray. She's hiding from the butler. Like she's like behind a tree at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we cut back to Alex, who's screaming for Daniel and trying to rub his handcuffs against the wooden bedpost to get loose. So Abby and I had a disagreement here. I said if I were Daniel, I wouldn't try to rub the handcuffs behind my head on the wood to try to wear a hole in the wood to get out. I would flip myself over the bed to where I'm sitting on the bed, right? And then kick the board to break the board. I feel like the flip part is a lot harder than you're thinking it is. Really? Yeah. I would love to see you do that. <laughs> but I think we should do an experiment and try this and see if you can do it. I'll do it. Do you have a bed like that? I don't think I have anything with a footboard like would, that. Would that work though? Because I thought... We have one. It's metal, but I mean, it would. I could, I'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. I'm going to fucking do this to show you guys. Post <laughs> it on the Insta. Scene 12, back at the goat barn. Back in the goat barn, Daniel and Emily are throwing body parts down into the <laughs> oh shaft God. of the goat. That, basically, that's where um, Grace was at earlier. Mm-hmm. They're throwing shit down the hole. Uh, Emily th- asks Daniel if he remembers the last time they played hide-and-seek. He tells her that he does, and he tried to protect Alex, but he failed him because he let him come back and marry Grace. Emily tells him he's always tried to protect Alex and take care of him. I love how they're having family bonding moment while disposing of body parts. Right. Yeah, and it's so like gross when they show the bodies <laughs> at the bottom because like you hear things breaking. Mm. Like, ugh. It's so funny. Daniel tells Emily that Alex deserves a better brother and that they all deserve to die. Emily says that her kids don't. It's like a moment of like compassion right there where I was even like, well, yeah, I guess that's true. Briefly. But all of a sudden, Georgie wakes up and Emily asks him what he's doing out there. He tells him he followed Grace to the barn. He shot her. Daniel, with a disgusted look on his face, he asks, why would you do that? And he says, that's because that's what everyone was doing. And then Emily fucking hugs the kid and tells him that she's proud of him. Yep, so we know she's a bitch. Fucking crazy ass She looks at Daniel and, like, smiles. Mm -hmm. Like, his face in this scene is so funny because he's, like, just disgusted. He is disgusted, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, man. Poor Grace. (laughs) 
We cut back to Grace running as the butler catches up to her with the car and chases her down. He gets out of the car and tackles her. They fight as he as she slaps him in the face, like the burnt side <laughs> the of burnt his face. The burnt side, yeah. And I think that's her shot hand, isn't it? Uh, I don't remember which hand. It doesn't matter. Um, she like, rips off another piece of her wedding dress and fucking chokes him out with it, dude. In this scene... Yeah, she's like, motherfucker! Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> that she's, is great. She's like screaming the F mm. word throughout this entire scene. with Her acting, in, in the, the whole movie is great, but her acting in this scene to me is really, really good because that, that is how you would fucking react if you were trying to choke somebody out with part of your wedding dress. Yeah, she just should have done it a little bit longer. Also kind of great that she does have the wedding dress on because she's used it for so much shit. That's true. You never realize how resourceful a wedding mm-hmm. dress is. A yeah. bandage to kill somebody with. Yeah. She yeah. choked him out with part of the dress. Like, I mean, really, until you're like running for your life from your in-laws, what, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. I might start wearing a wedding dress around, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that. So after she chokes him out with part of the wedding dress, she gets in the car and backs away. We see the butler's not dead because he mm-hmm. sits up. She should have fucking killed his ass, but what are you going to do? As she's driving away, Grace pushes the OnStar button. Justin at OnStar picks up, and she tells him that people are trying to kill her. He tells her, well, that sucks because this car has been reported stolen, so I'll have to <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> oh, my God. As, she, as he says this, uh, the car basically shuts off. Yeah. And then she freaks, starts cussing at him and tells him to start the fucking car. He's like, there's no need for profanity, ma'am. Dude, so uh, funny. I'd be so fucking mad. So the car's done. She uh, she like looks around the car to see if anyone's caught up with her. So she clearly didn't drive that far is the reaction of what I got based on her reaction. She calls for Justin and asks if there's any, He says, is there anything else I can help you with? She says, yes, you can go fuck yourself, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. He tells her to have a great night and hangs up. Suddenly, the butler shows up and shoots her with a tranquilizer gun. This was a jump scare, actually. Knocking her out. Did it get you? When he broke the window. Oh, shit. He does. He breaks the Mm. window and then shoots her with a trank. Sorry. I do a lot of reading, Seth. I got to drink. I got (laughs) to breathe. I'm going to have to breathe. (laughs) Fuck you. Scene 13. Good night, Grace. The scene opens with Grace in a car and Alex is driving the car. He tells her that she's safe now and they're leaving. The screen turns red and Grace looks over at the driver and they're wearing one of the masks from earlier. Yeah, one of the dick masks. So this is Alex. Because I rewound it to look. It was Alex wearing that mask. So to me, this was foreshadowing for what what may happen later and that Alex is kind of a little bitch. Anyway, we see Grace wake up in the back seat as the butler's driving the car, and he tells Tony that they're approaching the rear gate and will be there shortly. He cranks up the radio. Seth, do you know what song this was? Oh, some classical music. 1812 Overture Plays. I only know that because it came through on the subtitles. Oh. Uh, look it up if you want to get a real feel for this movie right here. Uh, he screams out the window with excitement. This dude is as crazy as the family is. Mm-hmm. His laugh. Like, oh, my God. He turns it up and he's just like. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, <laughs> well, I assume he's been with the family probably for a long time. So he's just as fucking nuts as they are. They probably pay him really well. Yeah. So as he does this, Grace is up in the back seat. What's funny is like they're face he's FaceTiming with the family back at the house. Yeah, so they see like this whole thing happening. Yeah, so they see her get up in the camera, like the butler's going crazy with excitement. She kicks him in the fucking face, double kick, like two mm-hmm. feet in the face twice as the car wrecks and goes off the road. And there's a great slow motion scene while the music's playing loudly, the car's flipping through the air, there's glass flying everywhere, um, and then the car tumbles. And the scene with mixed with the score because they're still playing that classical music. Yep, so great. 
can't. I've said it 400 times. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but another great score section. I love seeing the family's reaction to what's happening. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. As soon as she hits him in the face, they're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and like the car is like flipping and they're just like, oh. Yeah. It's getting out of control. Like imagine all the emotions they're going through because they're like, fuck, this lady got away. Oh, we got her. No, we don't have mm-hmm. her. Okay, scene 14, the aftermath of the crash. Grace pulls herself out of the car, and as she does, Daniel's waiting for her. He tells her that she crashed the car into his tranquility. Is that right? Tranquility. Tranquility spot. I'm not that smart, so I don't use words like that. You will now. He tells her that he likes her, and he doesn't want to kill her. She tells him to let her go. He tells her that, well... I can't. I'm weak. They go back and forth. She tells him that Alex loves him and won't forgive him for this. Daniel tells her that, well, it doesn't really matter because they're going to die anyway if they don't kill her. So anyway, she tells him that no one is going to die and he could do something about it. Basically, she's telling him this whole thing is bullshit. Nothing's going to happen. Poor gal. Poor Grace. Daniel tells her that he's not the good guy. Alex is the one that would save her. If anyone was going to save her, it would be Alex, not him. I think he gets like real close to her, and that's when he hits her with the butt of his gun. Knocking yeah, her out. that was disappointing. Yeah. This whole buildup. Grace is knocked out as Tony walks out of the woods and says they have one hour until dawn. Yeah, because Daniel says you can come out now. So he so was he, obviously there the whole time. Yeah. But, but I don't think that. How'd they get there so fast? Well, Daniel that's wasn't. And if you look at the camera scene, Daniel wasn't with them uh, okay. when that happened. He was outside. But Tony does get there quick. But I don't know that Daniel knew Tony. Was, he knew he was there, but I don't think they were there together prior to the crash. Okay. Scene 15, worthless ass Alex. We cut to Alex, still chained to the bed. He hasn't made it anywhere. He's gotten nowhere with his little... Dude, he's worthless. Handcuffed shimmying on the bed. He's fucking right. worthless. Becky, his mom, walks in and asks where... He asks her where Grace is. She tells him that they're being. she's being prepped for the ritual. Becky tells him that she likes her, but they have to protect the family. Alex tells her that if she dies, he'll kill her. Becky laughs and says, well, I guess I'm dead either way then. So again, everybody's bought into this, that if they don't kill her, they're going to die anyway. Right. Alex tells her that nothing is going to happen. She tells him that he believed that if he believed that, he wouldn't have let her draw a card in the first place, which honestly is kind of true. Right. He tells her that he left because it occurred to him when chanting and slashing goat's throats that it wasn't right but it scared the hell out of him because it felt normal. At that point, he realized that he'd do anything as long as his family said it was okay. Then he met Grace. She was the opposite. She's good. She made him feel like he could be good. Between them and her, he'd pick her any day of the week. Becky tells him that she doesn't believe him. We cut to Becky explaining to Emily's kids about Mr. LaBelle. So this is a great scene, I think, because you get the interaction between Alex and Becky but it also plays into what I think Grace saw earlier whenever she saw Alex driving the car and the screen turns red and he's wearing that mask, right? Yeah. So I feel like this is Becky saying, look, you can say whatever you want, but when it comes down to it, you're going to side with the family. And I think Grace didn't probably really, that was a dream obviously, but I think even in her gut, she's realizing the same thing. Right. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. We see the other family members getting ready for the ritual. Fitch is psyching himself up. I think he's like calling himself Fitch and like slapping himself. He says, don't be a bitch, Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Fitch. Fitch. Sorry. He says, don't be a bitch, Fitch. (laughs) Don't be a bitch, Mitch. (laughs) Same thing. They're both ugly names. (laughs) 
<laughs> don't be a bitch, Mitch. That's fucking hilarious. Anyway, Charity and Helene look stoked. Like, they're, like, ready to kill her. Mm-hmm. And Tony talks to the box and to Mr. LaBelle while Daniel looks sick to his stomach. Oh, and Alex is still sitting there in his fucking handcuffs. Mm-hmm. What a piece of shit Alex is, dude. This guy makes me so mad. Right. All right. Scene 16, the sacrifice. The scene opens with Grace strapped to a table and her mouth taped shut as Tony recites Latin saying, uh, Latin sayings, and then they're like drinking from a cup. Do you think this was blood in the cup? First of all, it was a chalice. Okay, sorry. I kind of thought it was blood, but I don't know who's, it was a goat blood. I like, think it might have been goat blood. Was it hers? Wouldn't like, it be her? I feel like it would be hers. Do you think it was her blood? If they were sacrificing yeah, her, then. I would think. But I mean, they don't show any of that, so I don't know what it's supposed to be. Well, Fitz looks like he's about to fucking puke. The whole family starts chanting some gibberish, and his grace is like screaming. Tony offers uh, her living flesh and blood as he raises the knife above his head and says, Hail suddenly... Everyone starts puking (laughs) except for Daniel. Daniel starts to untie Grace and tells them he used hydrochloric acid to poison them. Can you drink hydrochloric acid? Apparently so. Holy cow. I would think it would react a little quicker than what it did for them. I don't know. They're like, they're puking up blood. Or is that just... Well, I guess they drank the blood. Yeah, yeah. if it melts your insides, Uh, then oh yeah, it's going to come up all blood. See, I thought it was their own blood they were puking up, but maybe they were just puking up the blood they drank out of the chalice. Maybe. Maybe. Whatever it was, it doesn't last very long. Okay, sorry. Just (laughs) as uh, Daniel gets Grace untied, Alex finally gets his handcuffs off. So Daniel saves Grace, not Alex. Alex sucks. Daniel and Grace are walking through the house, and um, they're hiding as the family runs by. Grace tells Daniel that she knew he'd help her. Suddenly, Charity finds them. Again, Charity is Daniel's wife. Daniel stands up in front of Grace, blocking Charity from being able to shoot her, and so she just shoots him right in the fucking neck. That's what I mean. The poison only lasted like a few minutes. and then Right. Mm-hmm. Grace, pissed off now, walks up to Charity and takes the gun, which is now out of bullets somehow. One bullet shot to Daniel and it's out of, what, out of bullets, but okay. She hits her in the face with the handle as she walks up to Daniel and thanks him as Daniel lays there like gurgling. Yeah. I thought he had died, but not quite yet. Grace runs through the house and Tony finds her. That's the dad. He approaches as he grabs a lantern or she grabs a lantern and knocks him out with it. Then she throws the lantern on the floor, which catches some curtains on fire. In the other room, Alex finally finds Daniel, who is dying. That's all we really see. I think he starts crying, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grace runs to another room and is attacked by Becky. Becky misses Grace by inches with an arrow and then throws her up against a wall, choking her. They wrestle. They wrestle around. Uh, Becky throws her on the ground. She's on top of her, choking her. Grace grabs a tablecloth and pulls it down. When Mr. LaBelle's box falls down right beside her, she grabs the box, hits Becky in the face with it twice. Becky tells her that she doesn't deserve a family. Grace says, fuck your fucking family, as she smashes her face in with the box. She goes to fucking town on Becky with this box. That was awesome and also real, because if you were in that situation, you would do the fucking double, triple tap. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. The triple tap. The triple tap. Oh, shit. Yep. Mm. She did it. She went back for seconds and thirds, and I think maybe fourths. She crushed that bitch's face right in. She hears Grace as she looks, uh, hang on. Yeah, so she hears um, something, but she looks up and Alex is standing right in front of her. She stands up and looks at him. He walks up to her and he, he looks like a fucking zombie at this point, but he mm-hmm. did just see his mom's face crushed in, I guess. Well, and so. Daniel just died and that was kind of an emotional moment for Alex. That's true. So he goes to hug her and she like moves away from him. 
um, say, and I think she says she's sorry, mm-hmm. but uh, he says that he's sorry too. Yep. Daniel's dead. You won't be with me after this, will you? He walks up and touches her face with both of his hands and starts squeezing her head really hard. Yep. She's in here. As she says, Alex, you're hurting me. Mm. So he does scream and lets mm-hmm. everybody know where she's at. Um, Couldn't have hated him more than in that moment. Right. Oh, I hated him the whole fucking movie. And then this was like, oh, you got to be and shit. Like, what kind yeah. of question? You you won't be with me after this, will you? As soon as he said that, I'm like, no. fuck this guy. Fuck well, this guy. So the family walks in to find Becky dead on the ground. Grace screams and cries while Alex is holding her like by the mouth, trying mm-hmm. to keep her quiet helene tells them it's time to perform the sacrifice and for their boys to take their place okay so the thing that bothered me most about this scene is the fact yeah alex is a little bitch but he's been a little bitch the whole movie we knew that right right and for me i don't know that it was seeing becky that really made him upset it was probably the daniel thing i think so too like why didn't grace just tell him that chastity charity shot daniel i don't know because i think he thinks she did it Hmm. Oh, that's true. I bet he does. So, like, why in that moment wouldn't she? Because he says Daniel's dead. Like, why wouldn't she be like, yeah, Charity shot him? I don't know. Or, hey, he helped me yeah. get off the table and was standing in front of me and Charity shot. Because I think he thinks that she killed him. That could be. That it. could be. Because clearly Daniel's the only one that Alex actually cares for. Yeah. In right. The whole family. Well, I, mean, I just wonder how that scene would have played out had she had said that but again she did just beat a woman's face in with a box so i mean what do you really expect yeah i think the relationship's probably over at this point oh for certain but still (laughs) i mean regardless of what she told him yeah Yeah. all right scene 17 sacrifice number two we see fitch helene tony and charity holding grace on the table as helene performs the chant from memory so this lady didn't need a book she Mm -hmm. knew the whole freaking chant right off the top of her head she hands a knife to Alex, and they all scream, Hail Satan. Grace looks up at Alex as Alex says, Hail Satan, and thrusts the knife down. As he does, Grace moves, and he stabs her in the shoulder. So did she she cut somebody or grab somebody's hand or something with hers? I didn't quite I couldn't tell. Catch. She somehow managed to roll a little bit. So she does roll. He stabs her in the shoulder. Uh, she rolls off the table and grabs the knife, walking backward into a corner. Do you notice she makes like a weird like donkey-type noise? Yes. It sounds like a goat. Yeah. I didn't know if that was on purpose because she was like, <laughs> she makes this God awful screaming noise. Yeah. And I thought it sounded like a goat, but it honestly made me fucking cringe when she did it. Yeah. I think it was one of those, like she was in, sh- in shock a little bit mm. and yeah. she couldn't like control like what was happening. It was just a really odd noise. Like, it is really, it like, I, I wonder if that's just like, she was like acting in that scene and that just is what came out or if it was like, because it does sound it's odd to me that it sounded like a goat yeah i just wondered if that was on purpose she was shaking like crazy yeah yeah so i feel like maybe it like vibrated her voice or something when she yelled or it wasn't really like a yell no like a i don't know it was almost like she lost her breath and that's the first thing that could come out was what it was yeah it was just kind of a weird noise it's fucking amazing acting uh, Helene pulls the curtains back in the room, lets, letting the sun in, and says, forgive us. And she looks at LaBelle's chair. Nothing happens whatsoever. They all look at each other like they're about to die, and then they realize nothing's happening. This fucking made me cry laughing, dude. Like, when they're looking when they're at each other. all just looking at each other, like, after all this. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's so funny. Fitch was my favorite because he's like, I fucking knew it wasn't yeah. real. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I knew this was bullshit. <laughs> 
Alex immediately looks at Grace. I think he says Grace, but Helene grabs her axe and says, the girl still dies, and she runs at Grace, and it immediately explodes into, like, red fucking mist. It yep. blows up everywhere. Blood splats, splatters all over the place. Everyone looks shocked. Uh, Charity yells, what the fuck? <laughs> As throughout the entire movie, the score, the fucking record player turns back mm-hmm. on and the hide-and-seek music starts to play yep. again. Run, run, run. It's time to run and hide. Fish blows up, followed by Charity. Emily and her two devil boys blow up. Grace starts laughing, which, again, great acting because all these people mm-hmm. are just blowing up as yeah. the song is playing. Yeah. They look at Grace, and she's, like, laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony grabs the box and screams that he did everything right. He played by the rules. Then he blows up. Grace is still laughing and starts mm-hmm. to snort. Yeah. <laughs> as Alex walks up behind her and tells her that he's really sorry he didn't want to die, uh, she tells him, neither did I, you selfish fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So he's like pleading with her and she uh, she says, don't fucking touch me. She says, Alex, I want a divorce. She throws her wedding ring at him and as the wedding ring hits him, he explodes. The camera shows Grace's face, which is covered in blood and like flesh and it's in her fucking mouth. Yeah, it's everywhere. Oh my God. She fucking, she like rubs gunk off of her lips and the like. More blood know, in the dude. mouth. Like just yeah. why? Um, Plus she's got the goat body shit all over her still. Oh, that's true. She probably smells. Oh, you know she smells terrible (laughs) right now, dude. But the fire behind LaBelle's chair kind of flames up, and then we see LaBelle, she sees LaBelle Mm. sitting in the chair for like a brief moment. It looks like he like nods at her almost or something. I wonder if that's what he does. It kind of looked like he was like, job well done. Because she's like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you think? We can talk about that after. The meaning of her seeing that. I have a question about that. Okay. Don't forget because you know I will. Okay. Um, as she turns around, she grabs Becky's cigarette canister and walks out of the room. Seth, you were a previous smoker. What would you call that? Oh, the cigarette holder? Yes. I just used to call it a cigarette holder. It's called something. I thought it was. It fits it. like metal like that. Yeah, and it's got a little spring-loaded arm that holds the ciggies mm-hmm. down in the box. The ciggies. Because it's funny because earlier in the movie, um, she makes a comment to... Becky, when she first walks up, about how it's nice, mm. and then she asks her if she smokes, and she lies and says no. I had one at one time. No, you didn't. I did. It was an <laughs> American flag one. <laughs> scene 18, the final scene. We hear Here Comes the Bride playing as Grace walks through the burning house and out the back door to where they were married at earlier. Her white dress is is red. There's like no white yeah. left on it. It's red ripped, and black. It's ripped apart. It's fucking disgusting. You're right. She probably stinks. Mm. And the house is burning behind her. She lights a cigarette as the police pull up and a camera zooms in on her face as she's smoking. An officer walks up and asks her if she's okay and what happened. She says, in-laws, as the screen goes black and the credits roll. Yep. The end. It says it's called a cigarette 10. Ooh, a cigarette 10. I like a cigarette 10. I might go out and buy one today. A ciggy 10? It's a 10. What'd you guys think of the movie? It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was expecting, for sure. Why do you say that? I wasn't expecting all the comedy part. Mm, because you think I hate funny movies. No, I just I remember the trailer vaguely, and I just don't remember it, like showing any funny stuff. I mean, it probably does, but... Yes. Really. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be any kind of comedy going on. No comedy going on at all, ever, ever, ever. You guys ready to rate this thing or what? 
Let's do it. Totally. Totally. All right. For all you newbies out there, we rate all of our movies on a scale to five. Really? Some movies <laughs> get zero stabbies. Prick. Some movies get five. Some movies we shouldn't have even watched, like Killer Conkham. But nonetheless, we rate them out of five. We're going to give an average stabbies rating later. Currently, our leading movies from the HMC. All tied with a 4.7 average stabbies rating. Text Chainsaw 2003, The Ring, The Conjuring, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Scream is in, I don't know, what would that be like? Second place, basically, with a 4.6. Mm-hmm. Bringing up the rear, Seth, Killer Condom, 1.5. Terrible pick. Fucking terrible pick. <sighs> Suck a dick. Oh, man, I'm so, so excited for you guys to watch this movie. Because when I watched it, I was like immediately like, I want to fucking do an episode on this. And then I had to wait because it wasn't my pick. So since it's your movie, I think you should rate it first this time. You Whoa, whoa. You would think I would go last, but... You always go last. That's true. Um, we can continue to do it that way. Just try to change it up a little bit. I don't like change. <laughs> Jess, why don't you go first? I'm going to give it a 4.1. Ooh, a 4.1. 4.1. Why'd you give it a 4.1? Why? Mm-hmm. It just felt, felt right. It felt like where it was at for you. Yeah. So you liked it as much as Jeepers Creepers? I did. That makes sense. It's a good, it's a solid Stabby's rating. Yeah. Seth, what do you give, ready or not? Hmm, this is a toughie. Why is it a toughie for you? Let's talk through it. Let's talk about your feelings. It's been a feelings episode. It has. I don't know. Sort of. No, I'm just not sure where to slot this in here. Let me <laughs> find a slot I feel like it's a slot into. Oh, God. I feel like you're nervous. Do you want me to go? I'm going to give this a four uh, point three. 4.3 from Seth. Yep. All right. I am going to give, ready or not, HMC 25. I'm going to give 4.9 stabbies. I figured you'd be up there. I love this movie. I'm actually, I think I might give it a 4.95 because that's a 99%. Are we really going to go into those kind of ratings now? I don't know. Should we not? Are we adding a decimal? Should we? (laughs) I don't know. Because I I would have to give Scream a 4.95 also. So it'd be like... You're only allowed one rating change per mm-hmm. movie. I was thinking, too, <laughs> since we're talking about doing this, which we're going to talk about later, this whole seasons thing, maybe um, at the end of it, we evaluate our scores and see if any of them should have changed. I'm sure some of the early ones I would do differently. See? That'll give you the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Instead of being a little bitch and whining about it. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so angry. <gasps> Jess? That's what a queef sounds like. Okay. It was a tight tight queef. I was wondering why you put the microphone (laughs) under the table. (laughs) Yuck. All right. Let's jump over to uh, some of uh, the less, um, you know, the less smart people that rate stuff. Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie 88%. That was the critics at Rotten Tomatoes on 300 counts. That's pretty good. I agree. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes audience gave it a 78% on 5,340 ratings. IMDb gave it 6.8 out of 10. We gave it a 4.43 average Stabby's rating. That's basically an 89% from the horror movie crew. We liked it better than these other folks did. 
Was this in theaters? Yes. It was? Okay. It was. The budget was $6 million, and the box office was $57.6 million. Nice. So, isn't that exciting? Mm-hmm. Isn't that exciting? Jess, I thought you'd go higher than a 4.1 on this. I'm not going to lie. Really? I did. I did. I don't know why. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm not mad. I just, just kind of think. I thought this might be the one that broke uh, broke that 4.7 average, but not quite. All right. Thoughts after watching. Seth, let's start with yours. What did you want to ask me earlier? Oh, so where she sees the dude in the chair at the end? Yes. Because somewhere in the movie, Helene says, oh, Alex is one of the only people that's seen him in the chair. Mm-hmm. So is that like leaving it open for a sequel? Like now that she's seen him in the chair, is she cursed? Hmm. I don't know. I just was wondering what the significance of that might have been. I would um, think not since she's not fam. Well, she'd married in. Yeah, she's family, married now so. and she didn't get killed. My theory on that is I don't think Alex actually ever seen LaBelle. I think Tony's right and that it was all bullshit. Hmm. Um, I think what his nod to her was that she broke the curse. Oh, could be. Because she survived. She's the only one to ever survive. Uh, he talked about the family that died in the house fire, but I think that's because they didn't play, right? Isn't that what he said? I think so, yeah. So I think that was his nod to her is that she won the game. That was the ultimate game, and she's the one that won it, I think. No, that makes sense. I just wasn't sure if they were trying to leave it open for... I mean, however, I wouldn't mind a sequel to this. I don't know how you would do it. Um, yeah, I guess it doesn't really feel like a sequel-ish type movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would go watch another one because this one was fucking brilliant, but that's just my interpretation, Seth. Your interp. My interp. Um, so obviously you guys already talked about this, but you, oh, your overall thoughts after the first time watching. Again, I had only watched this for the first time a couple weeks ago, but it immediately became one of my favorite scary movies. Um, I like the aspect of the comedy and the gore and the horror i thought that mixed it all really well mm-hmm. so for me that's why i liked it so much just hated it apparently i did not hate it i liked it a lot it actually reminded me of tucker and dale a little bit with just like the humor of stuff mm-hmm. with how like things would happen and they didn't make a very big deal out of it like right. he's like these kids are throwing themselves in the wood chipper yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just nonchalant yeah that is kind of how it was yeah i haven't seen that movie in a really i think the the first and only time I've ever watched it was with you guys. That's it's, the only time I've seen it. It's a hidden gem, I feel like, because I wouldn't have thought it was so fun. Like Maybe good. you should suggest it for a movie sometime. I might have to. Yes, you should. Um, do you think there could be a sequel to this movie? Now that we've talked about it, I don't think so. I think there could be, but I think it would ruin it. Yeah, it wouldn't be. As good as this one. Should they? And again, I, as great as Samara Weaving is in this, I know you guys are probably sick of hearing me talk about her, but I think they could do it maybe a prequel, though? Yeah. They probably yeah. could. Yeah. I can see that. So maybe it's, or maybe even just another family within that family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe one, like, earlier in time. But honestly, did Samara Weaving made this fucking movie for me, so I don't know that I would like it nearly as much if she wasn't in it. Have you jerked off to her yet? No, I oh, haven't. Well, you must not like her that much. <laughs> Is that how you gauge how much you like somebody? <laughs> yeah. Must not be that much of a turn on. Huh. 
I didn't say it was just because she turned me on. She was like this <laughs> phenomenal in this movie. Like everything. Uh, she... Your nipples tell a different story. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. I think the only thing that could have made this movie better was if at dawn, literally nothing happened. Yeah, which for a second, I really did think <laughs> it was going to be like that. And I was like, fuck, what's going to happen yeah. now? Yeah. And then when she like comes at her and she's like, oh, she's still going to die. But I, I rewound it because yeah. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I thought she got hit by something. Oh, but and I don't know. The explosions are pretty funny, though. They were. I liked it a lot. It definitely added to it. And it made sense in context of the like the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. how it's just like these funny things that you we probably really shouldn't be laughing at but they're funny to us yeah well they make it comical too but i honestly i think if nothing had happened at dawn and this was all just a bunch of of bullshit that these people had dreamed up in their head i think that would have been fucking hilarious Mm -hmm. um let me see what else do i want to talk about did anybody else hate alex as much as i did I mean, I didn't hate him. I didn't care for him. I just didn't like him once he turned. Even before that, like Abby Abby and I were watching, I was like, I hate this guy. Like, he is the most worthless piece of crap. Why? He got the cameras off or on. He got the doors unlocked. Late. Had he had them unlocked when she got to the door, she would have already been out of the house. he still did. He just didn't think anything through. Mm Mm-mm. He's very naive. Yeah. Very naive. And I think it tells the story, or it tells about his personality throughout the entire story Mm -hmm. about how he basically was going to side with the family, even though he said he wasn't. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Which, again, bothered me. But But like you said, I wonder if that's because of Daniel dying and him thinking it was her. Like, I wonder if that's what made him turn. I... I don't know if that's what made him turn, but I definitely think she would have had a better opportunity to better chance to get him to help her in that moment to get out of there. If she had told him, Hey, I didn't kill Daniel charity did. I still feel like a big part of it was when he was talking with his mom. You think she she turned like at that point, she, or she was like, she kind of called his bluff a little bit. Like I know you better than someone who's only known you for 18 months. Yeah. But when you think about it, it's true, though, because why why would he have brought her back there, married her there? Because he I think and we may I may have skipped over this, but he says you have to get married here. You have to get married on the grounds and you have to play this game. So like if. So maybe it wasn't that he didn't buy into it. He just hates his family, wants to get away from him. But he did bring her back there. That's true. So the dude's just a shit all around. I don't know. Um. After watching this, where does Grace fall in your top final girls? Is she in your top five, or you know I'm a big top five guy? Hmm. I'd say she's in my top five now. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Top three. Mm, probably not. Oh man, I like this movie way more than you guys did. I can tell. I would probably say she's top three. I like her, I like her filthy ass mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little she. Dick fuck. <laughs> She reminds me of if you take Rob Zombie's Lori Strode with her nasty fucking mouth and the way she talks and you mix her with Nev Campbell, Sidney Prescott's ambition and drive to get away. Yeah. You got grace. And that she's kind of a, a good girl because really yeah. Sydney's like a good girl. Yeah. And, and always fights. That's, what, that's the one thing we talk about Lori Strode. She doesn't really fight back. 
Right. So if you took yeah. Laurie Strode from not not Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode, but Rob Zombie's Laurie Strode, mm-hmm. with her filthy mouth and her demeanor and the way she's very unfiltered, and you mix her with Sydney Prescott's drive and determination to get away from Ghostface or to mm-hmm. fight back, I think you got Grace. Yeah, Grace is far less annoying than Laurie Strode for Rob Zombie's Halloween, though. She's not annoying, Seth. It's the scream, the yelling, probably <laughs> screaming. Yeah, yeah. you know how I feel about that. I'm not going to put up with this <laughs> shit. I'm not going to put up with you sitting here talking negatively about Rob Zombie's Laurie Strode. Yes, you will. <sighs> I called my bluff. Okay. At least till we finish. Until we finish the recording. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Last question: Do you think that Daniel uh, only helped Grace to try to make up for fucking the uncle over at the very beginning of the movie? I think he like genuinely felt guilty about everything like i don't think he thought this was right it just he was too deep into it at this point when he carried that with him throughout his entire life right that he's likely the reason maybe not they probably would have got that guy anyway because he was already shot but he did give away where that guy was at because he had lots of opportunities to kill her and he didn't true very true and i think he was battling that because we had that conversation earlier it's like well did he purposely let her get away or did he was he distracting alex like mm. i think he was gener- genuinely conflicted on what he was going to do i was um, so happy that he he turned out to be good really yeah i almost wish they would have got away he will i would have also well he would have died he would have blown up so i guess it wouldn't matter right but yeah, well, and then he gives that big speech, I think, which also also is some foreshadowing. He said he's not the good guy. Uh, if anybody were going to help her, it would be Alex. And then it turns out that wasn't true. He is the mm-hmm. one that helped her, and Alex kind of fucked her. Fuck you, Alex. Yeah. All right, let's jump into our favorites. So HMC's favorites. Jess, what was your favorite scene from the movie? And for the record, guys, on the outline, I'm never going to take the... Uh, the, uh, Her favorite scene is box scene or daddy, I'll make you famous. Yeah, from Sinister. <laughs> I'm never going to take that off the outline. It's always going to be there. So just so you guys know. Jess, what was your favorite scene from the movie? Um, Gosh, I don't know. There's so many good parts. I'm probably going to say when fucking Georgie shoots her in the hand and she decks him in the face and calls him a little fucker. That is a really, really good scene. I love that. Crazy. I just, I totally see. That's exactly mm. what I would say to a kid if they shot me in the hand. Yeah, me I too. can totally see you saying that. <laughs> like one hundred percent. Yeah. Seth, I'm gonna go. My favorite scene, and, and again, I think this is gonna end up being one of the most iconic horror movie scenes. When once people catch on to how great this movie is, you two included, with your low ass ratings. Um, the scene where she looks at herself in the mirror and her dress is all ripped up. She's got the shotgun. She's wearing the shotgun shells around her and she's like, fuck. <laughs> that's probably my favorite scene in the movie, but there's a ton of them, but that's the one that stands out the most. Seth? Probably the one I posted today where she's trying to uh, get that car to stop. Dick looking. Yeah. Dick. Tiny. Oh, it's such a yeah. good <laughs> scene too. It's just so, like, I don't know. It's just funny. You weren't it expecting is. it in that moment, Not in right? the middle of like her trying, like running for right. her life, you know? Right. All right, uh, Seth, favorite kill? I'm going to have to go with the, the last scene with the explosions. All the explosions? Yeah, because I was not expecting that to happen. That's solid. Jess, you have a favorite kill in the movie? Probably. Uh, I don't know that one either. Mm. I, like, I mean, I like the exploding. 
I just I totally wasn't caught happy me off guard. When, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't think like the maid getting shot was great. I mean, that was just whatever. I thought that scene was funny. Yeah. But that was my favorite kill. I just liked everybody exploding. That was my favorite. Mm -hmm. So I think my favorite kill would probably be when she killed Becky with the the box because she's just like again like just said earlier that's like that's probably how you would naturally act to that situation but you can also tell she's like really pissed off when she's doing it but i also like when emily kills the fucking maid with the crossbow that, one, that was pretty yeah. funny it was funny and did we talk about the scene where she has the gun and she shoots it and drops it on the floor and it shoots up in the air and that's when Grace runs by her when she comes out of the wrong door. Yeah, did we, did we, we talk briefly about touched okay. on it? We didn't go in. I meant depth. to. I noted it because it was just funny because she shoots like a couple and then it falls on the floor and shoots up in the air and <laughs> like she's sorry. It's made me think of that. Hilarious. Um, did you notice when um, somebody went to pick up that box after she had like bludgeoned Becky with mm -hmm. it and there was like hair <laughs> yeah. on it, and stuff? blood and hair oh, on like, it? Oh yeah, my it was god, gross. dude! So fucking gnarly, dude. <laughs> All right, one thing you did not like about the movie, Jess. That Alex didn't do anything more than, he like, he didn't warn her. He did nothing, just like we've talked about. Yeah. I feel like he could have done something to prevent this, but he just served her up. I think we will, I don't know what Seth says, but I'm going to go ahead and go, because mine is also Alex. I think I've said this 400 times, and an hour and 50 minutes I fucking hate Alex I hate everything about Alex he's a little bitch yep. I'm gonna have to agree he's probably the worst part of the movie <sighs> fucking Alex man but I think we need the character though that's true for it that's true I'll give you that like if he was some kind of heroine it wouldn't have been as I don't know what would have happened she mm. might have gotten away, and we wouldn't have not got to see the people explode. Well, we probably still would have gotten to see the people explode, but I think it would have been <laughs> a little different. Um, if anybody were to help her get out and leave with her, I would have rather been Daniel than Alex, because Alex was just worthless the whole movie. Yeah. You can say, yeah, he got to the he got to the cameras and he opened the door or whatever, but... Yeah, I could have had her and Daniel driving away into the sunset, and then Daniel explodes in the car. See? <laughs> That'd been hilarious. Or, you know what? Maybe I'll have a greater appreciation for Alex's circumstances once I try the bed maneuver that I think uh, yeah. is feasible. I can wait to see this. We're going to do it tonight because <laughs> I want to fucking show you that you could do it. You have handcuffs? Can we just like tie my hands up with rope or something? I suppose. <laughs> my favorite torture device. All right. Well, hey, that's HMC 25 ready or not. We got to do a little bit of housekeeping real quick before we jump into what our next movie is. So... Going into December, did we come up with a name for this fucking shit yet? Thought it was Mary <laughs> Horsemas. What was it? Mary Horsemas? Happy Horror Days. Happy Horror Days. Happy Horror Days. That's what we're going with? Yeah, we didn't want to steal Spooksember from... <laughs> oh, fuck those Canadian Jesus people. Speaking of, your boyfriend got his haircut. What do you I think saw. Of that? I'm disappointed. <laughs> All right, so we're doing HMC Horror Days. And so for the entire month of December, mostly, we're going to have um, holiday-themed movies. Is that correct? Did I explain that correctly? Yes. Yeah. All right. So we're still going to do picks. Um, I don't know what Jess is going to pick. I don't know if you guys know what I'm going to pick. I have a good feeling about what Seth is going to pick. But before Jessica tells us her movie for HMC Horror Days, uh, we did agree to do 19... 1970s Black Christmas. 
not mm-hmm. the remake, but the one that came out in the seventies. We're gonna do that one. I don't know when. We're gonna do Jess's movie first. Jess, what movie do you have picked out for HMC twenty six? I don't think you're ready. Oh God, help me! National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. JK. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, like, I like got excited for a minute. I actually like, wrote down National, and then I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, wait, that's not gonna fly. Did you did you think I was gonna freak out? Yeah, I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> he's gonna throw the table." So I picked the Gingerbread Man. Ooh, the Gingerbread Man. It's got Gary Busey in it. Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus! Uh, he yes. could just do a one man show and it'd be scary. <laughs> do you know what year that came out? Um, I thought it was 2001, 2005. Really? Yeah. I would have thought maybe 90s. That sounds, seems like a 90s movie. Yeah, I thought it was going to be some kind of 80s or 90s. All right. So, hey, we're going to we're gonna kick off HMC Horror Days with Jess's pick. The HMC. Gingerbread Man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. At some point, we're going to do Black Christmas 1974. Four, I think, is when that came out. But yeah, that's what we're doing for December, kids. And then uh, we might as well talk about it now. In January, we're going to start season two of uh, the podcast. I think we're going to start doing seasons by year. I don't know. Maybe next summer, we're going to say, let's start season three. Maybe we're going to change something up. Maybe we're going to kick Seth off the show. You just never know. Can we yeah. kick him off? No. Oh. Wow. What if he's dead? I mean, can then we stop yeah. with the like killing me thing? <laughs> Can we? <laughs> I'm never do, coming over here. I'm never spending the night here again. He stays the night here like twice a week. Don't let him lie to you. Not happening own, now. He has his own room here. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, you guys have anything else you want to talk about? HMC 25, ready or not? <sighs> nope. Y'all should buy some merch. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, our merch store is live. We're selling a decent amount. I mean, it's okay. It could be a lot better. Go leave us a fucking rating. You twats <laughs> yeah we do need some we like lost a rating we lost i one? still don't know how we lost like how does that happen maybe somebody like deleted their account or something uh, along those lines or deleted their know. comment maybe would that like take all of their comments away if they delete it that's the only thing i can come up with yeah i just thought that was odd i was like wait a minute i went down one i don't think you can delete it a maybe comment i don't know i think you have to delete your account Maybe. Unless maybe they left a rating without a comment. And I don't know. But nonetheless, go leave us a rating. Wow. Buy some merch. Send us a DM and tell us why you canceled your account. That. Yeah. That too. That's all I got. You guys got anything? No, sir. Nope. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, we're out of here. Bye. Bye, Bye all. Alright, let's go flip you over the bed. I know I can do it. Why do you think it'd be so difficult? You got a first aid kit ready. I'm not gonna like pull a muscle. Would you use a first aid kit if you pulled a muscle? Ben Gay. <laughs> the old Ben Gay. <laughs> Sounds like Jess uses you know, the old I Ben Gay. Do you have like an uh, industrial size bucket of Ben Gay? I do. I have a
Okay, can we be honest? Was that a queef? No. Oh. They came out of Is my mouth. Is that what they sound like? <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard it one. Came out know. of my mouth. <laughs> I don't the know. The queef didn't come out of my mouth. <laughs> I saw you lean back and put your legs up. I thought you were stretching. <laughs> Are you guys ready? It's getting yeah. hot in here already. <laughs> it's getting hot in her. I wore fucking fleece again for some reason. Take it off, dog. I don't have anything under it.